Welcome to Beer There. Drunk that that the that, podcast that. where you can guzzle down our pretension-free views on breweries, brews, and beer industry news. Today we're pouring over Netflix's Tiger King and craft beer in the time of COVID-19. Understand. Go, 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 go. This is also kind of an episode of an episode of an episode of an episode Also kind of an episode of closet knowledge. Because it's just it was it's like Tiger King, but then we're gonna post it as beer there. Gonna post it to the patrons first. Obviously, you Twitchers out there can see it right now, but uh thanks for joining us here. But uh yeah, we're kinda we wanted to just Make more content now that we have a little bit more time, a little less yeah. stress at work. Right. Wow. And we and, just can't uh, go outside. You got to gotta yeah. do something. You got to stay busy. You got to stay right. creative. Well, this is like kind of the cadence we wanted to be on originally anyway was having an extra episode of a podcast at least a few times a month. And so mm-hmm. we did it with Patreon with just like guaranteeing two right. what people are paying for. But um, I mean, I enjoy doing this more than work anyway. Right, <laughs> so. right, right. You know, soon we'll be able to live off that $200. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the economy tanks and inflation mm-hmm. just goes down, oh, yeah. those people will still pay us the $5. Exactly. <laughs> but we'll um, be able to buy a house. Big news, uh, Bobby Darcy, <laughs> the missing Bobby Darcy. Would he listen to this show? Would he listen to this show? Yeah. Was uh, he a beer there guy? I thought he was more I don't know. Aliens, he was probing but, ancient yeah. aliens, but uh, but yeah, he. Um, I think he'd mentioned before he'd listened to some of the beer podcasts. But yeah, he's been MIA for most the better part of a year, and he messaged me today. He just went. He's like, "Hey, you've been busy. Hope yeah. you guys are doing good." <laughs> so I just haven't messaged him back yet. Yeah, but about his uh, Bobby, if you're listening, record. I read your message and left you on red. <laughs> yeah, because you abandoned us. Yes. Uh, Duma can ask <laughs> if we drank from beer flutes before going to Germany. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yes. Very no, types of glasses. Yeah, we've been, we've been buying our own, I've been big boys buying our own beer glasses yeah. uh, probably since the bootleggers days where like we learned about different types of glasses. I mean, bootleggers is pretty much uh, into yeah. the tumbler. <laughs> yeah. It was always <laughs> the tumbler. <laughs> and that's when we found a stemmed glass yeah. without a handle. Can it be modified into a Batmobile? Of course it can. <laughs> Master Bruce. <laughs> I'm Black Alfred Fox. <laughs> now we will masturbate. <laughs> you masturbate yourself. Ten down. Yeah. It's a... Uh, oh, that's Bateman, huh? I was going to say. Well, well I guess that still yeah. works if Jason Bateman... <laughs> was uh, Batman. It was like a funnier die sketch. He's like, right. yes, Master Bateman. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I'm Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Job. Yeah. Um, hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah. So we. Uh, Wait, Jason Bateman was the main guy, not Job, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like his alter ego oh, was Job, Job or something okay. like that. But because uh, Job, what's his face? That actor has kind of a Batman esque voice that he puts on too. Right, so. right, right. Uh, Grove and Snake says they listen to all our stuff. Very nice. And then Thank you. Uh, bootleggers. No, that's a uh, spot out in uh, what's it called? Fullerton. Fullerton. And so Costa Mesa now, too. Exactly. So we are not chopping up uh, old little uh, hogs and riding them around in the hills of Virginia. All right. Uh, check out our episode where we reviewed Bootleggers Brewery on Beer They're Drunk That. I think it was 10, 15 episodes. I don't know. 10, oh, like, or no, or no we, did, we did the Costa Mesa one, so it wasn't right, that right. long ago. Exactly. So, um, but we haven't done a lot of these eps lately. Exactly. So last yeah. year sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... Because Blackout Friday was Black Friday. Was Black Friday. So, so November. December, January, mm-hmm. February. Now, basically, end of March. Yes. So. 
Porsche. Uh, As, well, I do this now from Germany, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we got pretty obsessed with, uh, as we started trying more beers, trying you, just at breweries, getting served yeah. different glasses and yeah. going like, oh, wow, this actually, because like we would, we would try something in a tulip or in a fucking snifter style or, you know, tiku or whatever. Yeah. And then at home, I'd have like a normal glass and just pour beer. Right. Or the same beer. And I go, oh, it just kind of lets all the flavor out too much. Right, and, right. Um, so yeah, we've just, I don't know. And you don't want the... Uh aforementioned frosted glass either exactly yeah if you frost your glass you're an amateur unless you're drinking piss beer right which is ice what do they call that ice filter or, uh cold ice filtered like right, coors right, light or whatever, whatever yeah. where it's it's extra cold to kill the shitty flavor not to enhance right. the good flavor yeah so. yeah because um, yeah even pilsners when we were in the czech republic yeah. and germany i don't think we have ever had a frosted glass no <laughs> maybe chilled at most but there was yeah there was that. like um i think you or i ordered a kolsch once and i think it came in a cold-ish glass but i don't even th- i think that was just because it was rainy and cold and right. really stuck it, was, it outside or yeah. something but uh nothing is frosted over there because right. that was a huge just thing and believe me for for years my family bless their hearts as soon as i was like getting into beer would get me like oh chillable glass yeah, and yeah. all this stuff and i but i pretty quickly learned Probably from the guys at Bootleggers, like you should never chill your glass. Like, right, right. It just kills chill the flavor. Food. So, yeah. especially when we started drinking Belgian ales, mm-hmm. you're supposed to let it like you know room temperature in the old world is not 72 degrees Fahrenheit where right. it'd be warm. Uh, it's cellar temperature, right? So yeah. it's like 50, 60, 60 degrees, something, something yeah. like that. So cool, but war- warmer than your average refrigerated beer. Right. Dude, we can also ask then, what about a warm glass of stout? Where, yeah, if mm-hmm. that's the good part about drinking them at this temperature, because the warmer <laughs> they get. The flavor changes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you're going to pick up some different notes and right. other things. So, yeah, you could have a big stout, and then as you're drinking it and yeah. it warms up, you start picking up different shit. I remember, and stouts are so much better now than they were anyway. I mean, I've always liked stouts, but uh, when stouts used to get too warm and then you get to the bottom of the glass and it was just that little inch left, it was yeah. kind of just like gross. Like when it was the like. Chender. Yeah, because you'd be holding it in your hand, it'd be all warmed up, and then it would just be like. Yeah. It wouldn't taste like spit, but it would just right. lose all of its richness. Whereas, just like that thick piss, exactly. Yes. <laughs> whereas, like modern times, Bottle Logic, Green Cheek, whomever, great notion that have all these amazing pastry stouts and stuff. They're pretty good all the way till the last yeah. drop. So, right, right. Um, to where I'm chasing it, like sucking off a real hung man. Yeah. I gotta get every last drop Ooh, right there. Daddy needs mm-hmm. the taste. Needs a finisher taste. <laughs> It's the best part of waking. <laughs> it's is a huge hog in your mug. Cup, or I was going to say old cum oh. <laughs> in your butt. <laughs> uh, warm cum in yeah. your cup. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to take this excuse while we had this, while we are gathered here for the, the Church of oh. Beer there. But uh, uh, everyone's been talking about Netflix's Tiger King while everyone has been watching even more TV than they usually watch right. during this uh uh, coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic going on. Yeah. But uh, Steve turned me on to this, and I think the next day or two, my right. wife and I watched it over the course of two days. You guys, I think, binge it over two days. Right, right. And uh, you guys meeting Matt and you, of yeah. course. But, uh, uh, Matt. Yeah, and uh, it's, it really it lived up to the hype in a huge way. Um, but, yeah, because uh, well, it had just popped up on Netflix. So it wasn't yeah. like... I don't know. I'm not going to say, like, I discovered some weird nugget that I... <laughs> Was searching deep in the the bowels of Netflix right. for uh, no because it was on the front splash on page. the front splash and a lot of yeah. people watch it but it was just and like... you saw a big bleach a big picture of a bleach mullet haired right. 
eyeliner wearing guy next to a ti- holding a tiger. <laughs> right, right. And you're like, okay. Oh. <laughs> but again, ooh, Matt, I'm hard as fuck. I think I jaded to this photo before. <laughs> Um, is this the lemon party? Yeah. <laughs> but is again, this the pre-lemon party. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the lime party. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were having coronas with limes. Exactly. Led to the lemon party. It's rough. Plus meth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> but again, watching it's like, wait, okay, is this a real documentary? Right. Is it like a parody of a documentary? Yeah. Is it like just a movie series or TV series? It was tigers, series? not parrots, though. Exactly. Although there I were a couple were, parrots in some there. Some parrots in there. Yeah. <laughs> But again, so you're like, and I, again, obviously this is spoilers, but this whole episode is going to be a spoiler. This saying, is basically yeah. like a spoiler cast as well right. as a beer there drunk that. Right. So, um, but basically, yeah, you watch it and all the memes are like, I, when I couldn't think it got any more nuts, it gets nuts. Right. Cause the first episode you're like, okay, this is crazy. And then it just like, yeah, keeps getting just wilder yes. and wilder and wilder. Yeah. Um, van wilder. Exactly. Um, big nuts, huh? <laughs> Uh, you should just write that on the side of your van, just wilder. Yeah. <laughs> the people yeah. that get it, you're with gonna be friends arrow. with them. Yeah, you're gonna, you're like, gonna be friends with them real fast because they get those kinds of dad jokes. Exit through the gift shop a documentary. Banksy fools everyone. Oh, I don't yeah. know that one's. Have you watched that one before? Mm-mm. That's like a very controversial one where they're like, "It's real. It's fake. It's real. Oh. It's fake. It's real. It's fake." So, uh, but it's about oh god, you burp. <laughs> <laughs> about street artists, and then they yeah. like street artist. Yeah, have this one guy. That like so Banksy is a, a supposedly a part of it, but no one knows if he's actually part right. of it or him or not. And then they have this artist like Mr. Brain or something. I think <laughs> your buddy Craig uh, episode of oh yeah, we was, where face? we did uh, Carl Strauss. Carl Strauss, believe, yeah. yeah. I think he said he hates that guy, mm-hmm. and not necessarily Banksy, but I definitely I feel like he had mentioned the brain. Hang Brain. It's some weird name, but they basically are like, <laughs> oh, oh we're I'm gonna... Hangford Brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is like someone. Uh, What's it called? Uh, why did I just blank? So they like create a fake street artist, Got basically. Oh, this okay. guy who doesn't know what he's doing just likes it. I see. Like, okay, well, we're going to make up a bunch of stuff and trick everyone oh. into like being so psyched on it. Make him his like, personality in that world. Yeah. Well, and just like, we're going to hype him up. And we're and yeah. that's the whole art project is because this guy's a dummy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to trick everyone because the hype around this shit's so insane. Got it. But again, it's like, was that real? Was it fake? Yeah. Was it, yeah. So. That was yet another, like Jiro Dreams of Sushi, Oh yeah, Netflix never, when it didn't have as much programming, programming as it has now, Yeah, there was just those fucking like seven documentaries on there floating. There was the Helvetica documentary. There was Jiro Helvetica Dreams of Sushi. I watched I, it. I mean, I it was fine. <laughs> there was King Corn. There was like, there, there was King about Corn. half of them I watched, and then half of them I was just like, God, like I don't ever want to fucking watch this because you will not shut up about it. Plus- your dreams of sushi did not seem interesting to me at all. Whatever, yeah. but um, again, I prefer not having watched it at all. I prefer the spoof version on documentary now, right? Uh, where he's looking for the pollo, the chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll get started first. We'll we'll do Tiger King in just a minute, yeah. but we'll uh, go through we'll our beer part out of this. Yeah. <laughs> our standard beer there, drunk that. There's no real theme except that we'll have a little quick discussion about the state of craft beer in COVID nineteen times right now. But uh, first. What's your suds, bud, here? What are we drinking here right now on camera to that guy that used to criticize? (laughs) (laughs) That didn't know what we were drinking. It's the Galactic Melt you brought over Mm -hmm. from Modern Times. Big surprise. It's from uh, March's monthly sale. 
think I got four four packs of that. Yeah. Um, you can and, get uh, a case delivered to your house yes. now. Six four packs. Those fucking in those California. fucking stout crawlers. Like you can get fucking crowlers of Dragon Mask oh, and that cosmic sold entity. Out. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you uh, yeah. yeah. Because that cosmic entity we had at the par- the party, uh, the gay party up in uh, Hawthorne Hills or Pacific Heights or Highland Highland Park. Park. There we go <laughs> at the High Hat. Yes, <laughs> uh, which I didn't realize this bagel place I've been following on Instagram because of Eric Wareheim, that was attached to it. That's what all those people were waiting in line for. I didn't I didn't realize that was also oh, a bagel man. shop because it's just a bar venue. We could have had two hold foods because we went down the street to the donut to Donut Friend. Yes. Uh, but we could have had the savory and the sweet hold. And then we went to Burgers bread. Never Say Die and got some delicious yeah. all circular, burgers. All circular food that day. That's what most food is. <laughs> circular glasses, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, this is very good. It's a hazy IPA. I, bl- I believe yeah. it's a single hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Mann loved it. Yes. Uh, he had me order him four packs, so oh, I nice. didn't personally get any. But they, uh, they had three hazies this month. They had this single, Galactic Melt. They had uh, Hedge Witch. Uh, double right. hazy, and then they had uh, Death to False Beer, their collaboration with Sizzle Pie, yeah, up yeah. in Oregon, right? Which isn't as good as last time's, yeah, it was, really or good we're not remembering time. it. No, the first time it was really good. I yeah. remember loving that. Oh, yeah, because people, it people, it wasn't as bad as uh, the Stencil Crew. Yeah. Now, Stencil Crew came out a few months ago, and it's a, re- a re release of a beer they've released like twice now. And it's another double hazy IPA, and it was like my favorite last year when Steve had got me some, I, I had him pick me up some. Before I was a league member, and yeah. uh, this year it wasn't very hazy at all. It tasted like a um, the weird mini trend of like 2011, where they had Belgian West Coast IPAs, like the Cali Belgique from Stone, and a couple other ones. Um, but you know, they they would have these like melt. Sorry, they, they'd put some Belgian yeast and stuff in there, and Belgian yeah. spices to kind of cut through um, the pine resiny West Coast IPA kind of flavor. And it tasted just like that, which isn't bad, but it's just like it, it doesn't taste like – it's not why I get those hazies from modern times. So yeah. it didn't have that tropical right. character. You need the true haze complexion. Exactly. And taste. Because that that creates the mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, Kim thought we said galactic milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what galactic daddies spew yeah. out into the cosmos. That's exactly. what our – Milky Way galaxy yes. is made of. So. Our our ethos is just yes. <laughs> the ethereal pleasure yeah. and spray is just a. We are the catch rag of yes. many uh, celestial yes. beings. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, the death of false beer seems to have suffered from the same or similar. Uh, I don't know recipe fatigue or something like that, or recipe it's degradation. Just be that like the, whoever brewed it first just. Mm-hmm. wasn't the same person and they just went right. off a list or the oh, materials were maybe different. I wonder if the new head brewer that's going to be in Anaheim here, as he used to be the co-head brewer at the uh, Portland location when it opened right. up two years ago, I wonder if he brewed that shit. Maybe he'll maybe, maybe Anaheim will have the more consistent Anaheim. brews, but yes. But I think Stencil Crew was a San Diego, the original location brew, but right. anyway. Um, but yeah, kind of fucked up. Again, not bad, but it's just like there was a whole bunch of like I ordered threads. two four packs and I was disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I ordered because it's kind of four flax packs. too. Yeah. It's like not even yeah, very bubbly. It has gotten it's gotten a lot better in the in the last three weeks since we picked it up. But still, like I've actually I like it this past week because as I've been cooking, uh, or if we order if we go big on Friday night and order food or something. Because it's thinner, it's actually like a good dinner beer. <laughs> like it doesn't fill me up as much as some of the right, thicker right, hazies. Right. But uh, um, but it's fine. Like again, if all if all breweries had beers like that as their like baseline beer, we would be in beer heaven. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
but uh, still, it's modern times. Ninety nine percent of the time, knocks it out of the, the yeah. park, the Highlander Your Park. So, park. Uh, but uh, yeah, do you have a uh, any hop hollers? Do you have a beer you want to give a shout out to since the last episode, which was mm-hmm. five months ago? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> since the last time we drank, uh, just think of the three hundred eighty nine beers you've right. drank since then. All, all the all the problems we've had and made it through. Um, yeah, I don't know. Since then, I've been just trying to. Not Solo Dome, but right. just get through my stout collection. Right. Solo Dome is, yeah. I think, a league invent, a league, modern times league invented uh, term. I don't think so. I okay. think they've used it because there's other breweries and okay. like this company. I they make glasses and they sell out super fast. Mm. Called Permanent Hangover. <laughs> they make funny art and oh. shirts and stuff. Are they a 22 ounce glass for a whole bomber uh, to go into? Or no, but they made. They basically make like parody cups and oh, okay. breweries. But they have a Han Solo dome uh, cup. Okay, so it was a turn. Uh, yeah, point. I feel like it was. Yeah, got it. Uh, yeah, because the Modern Times League members they have, they uh, use it Solo sure. Dome Thursdays. They've, right, uh, right. Coined, but uh, some coined. But yeah. uh, where you drink an entire high ABV stout by yourself. I mean, it doesn't have to be that, but right. that's usually the case. Is you take a twenty-two ounce uh, bomber <laughs> bottle and crush it by yourself. So yeah, uh, you get super fudged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so then we can post a thing saying, uh, and so it got flagged. It said, I could send you a case of my shitty Portuguese beer. Uh, Brits love to get plastered on. Oh. But it got flagged. So now it says, probing ancient aliens, ad permitted term, beer shitty Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be a beer name for our future brewery. Yeah. Um, we'll so, take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I mean, that's, it. that's very yeah. nice of it's you. It's our but, content uh, now. You wrote oh, here. I'll say, we'll take the beer yeah. if you want to send oh, it. Oh, that too. Um, but, William Toosby uh, says, was the Beastmaster that really good stout from modern times? Uh, Beastmaster is a really oh, good one. Yeah, they have, so, they've been doing variants. That and Chaos Grid yeah, have been um, really good. If it, Maybe this will tickle your brain, tickle your memory a little bit. But my, my shout out, it's going to be twofold because... Yeah, I didn't really have one. Because they're tied... <laughs> for first for two very different reasons so there was the uh i think it was a february release maybe january but of the reality maze uh banana oh yeah edition uh which was i think that was january i think it was january yeah and i bought two or three bottles of it and that stout it's a modern time stout reality maze and it's so it's a it's it's an adjunct version where they added a bunch of stuff and they added uh banana chocolate stuff to it Mm -hmm. That fucking thing was so flavorful, but without being grossly sweet at all. It was yeah. very drinkable. It tasted like uh, all the good parts of some sort of Sunday or banana Going split, to, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, but without any, it tasted like you were chewing bananas. Like what? It doesn't right. taste like banana flavor that's in candy and stuff like that. Uh, it wasn't like banana extract or anything. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was like it was just so like yummy. Like probably the yummiest stout i've ever had like it's mm-hmm. so good i love bananas anyway but yeah um but then the yeah the Beastmaster master agent gets feraled whiskey barrels oh yeah i haven't uh, drank that one yet was probably the most like the best refined stout i've ever had like i liked it better than the ultras that we drank um on the uh oh, right big on money black dark Friday. beer yeah. <laughs> um yeah because yeah we called it black friday blackout friday big money Dark beers or something, something like that. Like Dark that. beers, yeah, big money, yeah. something like that. But uh, um, and all those were fucking delicious. But this was still like, literally, you could drink it. Usually, they're a meal or a dessert in and of themselves. Like you don't want to be eating a bunch of stuff with a big, a big sweet stout like that. But yeah. uh, it was so easy drinking. Yeah, and uh, 
and oddly crushable. So, right, which right, I just, right. that's pretty much what I just said. Yeah. But uh, it was so just, it just went down so easy for like a 15 or 16% stout. It was right, ridiculous. Right. So, um, yeah, Beastmaster, they do, they seem to do the most variants of in general. But then they also have a bunch of the Chaos Grids and whatever. They have like, what, seven kind of like core stout styles? They got like right. Devil's Teeth, um, and then the mega version of that. They have Monsters Park, Modem Tones, Beastmaster, Chaos Grid, and something else. Yeah. And everything else is kind of a hybrid, like Monsters Tones or Wizards right, Blend right, or right. things like that. But um, they seem to work with those core seven or eight and then kind yeah, of do yeah. Well, and the uh, Chaos Grid is a newer one, but that's like a blend. Mm. Beastmaster is a blend. Like they're all okay. kind of blends and then got like. It. Modem tones is a single, okay, uh, and then there's a couple other ones that are got like it, got it. just this, right? Where it's like chaos grid, the whatever. So it's like a blend of blah blah blah, yeah. and then they kind of use that as yeah. a base. The chaos grid joy edition gets a shout out too because it was like almond joy. It was really good, but yeah. not quite as good as the reality maze, but. right? And uh, Doom, we can ask when was the first time you took a sip of beer? They said six, and then we're mm. drunk European toddlers. Wow. <laughs> uh, probably in my teens. Um, but uh, like from my stepdad or something like that. But it was it was just a typical like oh this is gross. Like yeah. didn't like it. See, mine was below the age of ten mm-hmm. with my dad, where he would have like a Foster's or yeah. this or that, and have the big like yeah. Stein kind of, mm-hmm. and just kind of that'd be a Saturday night drinking beer. Yeah, and I would take like a sip and the same thing like oh this is rough. Yeah, uh, beer was. I mean, n- none of my family drank around. Well, Pino, my, my dad. Um, Wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and my stepmom didn't drink anything around us. Mm-hmm. And then he's not a big drinker anyway. And then my parents, who seemed to drink when we weren't, they weren't around us, which wasn't that often because they're, by the time we were, right. you know, nine and 11, my littlest sisters were born. So there was, you know, f- four fucking kids in the house. Yeah. Four kids fucking in the house. And uh, they didn't really start drinking until uh, the my youngest sisters were like, not teenagers, but like double digit age, like 10, 10 and 12, something like that. And they would have a little bit of wine. And that, like, and because then we started drinking. And once in a while, we'd like be out at a restaurant with them and like order alcohol. And then my parents would order. And then they just became big fucking winos. And, and now yeah. they're like big beer freaks right. too yeah. because you of guys me. All but, get wasted um, together. but yeah, now we're drinking. But, but it was like, but it was so taboo because my parents were like, well, we just didn't want to drink. We didn't think it was right to drink around you guys. It's like, well, you also made it very taboo. Not yeah. that I ever. I also was too antisocial to become like a fucking party kid that went and got wasted anyway until I was actually of age, but right. or just a little bit. Yeah, before. I definitely never was like drunk before the age of twenty one. I was I, I actually got super wasted because of Dorsch Gorner when I was seventeen or eighteen. Uh, my parents were gone for like a weekend trip mm-hmm. and when he was still dating my oldest sister, we came over and were playing Cranium and he was pouring me I think I've told the story a long time ago, but he was pouring me Bacardi one fifty one uh, in red solo cups mixed with Hawaiian punch. And it started off with like a shot and Hawaiian punch. And by the end, I think I had 11 or 12 cups. Ugh. And, uh, and by the time he was doing half and half, if not more. Right. Because once you start your guy, yeah, this is pretty good. Because he was, he, we had a huge bottle. He's like, we got to finish this tonight. Cause you know, we can't, I can't trash yeah. it. I can't. Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I got super fucking wasted. I, I was on the couch for about three hours drinking all that. Ugh. And then I stood up and fell over because my legs got numb, hit yeah. my head on the tile, crawled my way to the bathroom. Not in like a horrible way, but like yeah, yeah. crawled my way to the bathroom, locked the bathroom, uh, puked 
uh, red fucking yeah. <laughs> rum and disgust- and chicken nuggets. I remember oh, Tyson yeah. chicken nuggets. Oh, not even these. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, so my sister was freaking out, pounding on the door. While I, of course, lock is, I was like, oh, yeah. and I was like up against the shower. And she's just like, smelling her fingers the whole time. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Yeah, well, it's her in a crotch first and then yeah, smell well, it. But, um, I didn't want to Rubbing it on her hair, hair yeah. tips and then smelling Ugh. it, too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and so then I finally, after like an hour or two, opened it, crawled my way to my bedroom, got up into bed, felt my first fucking can't stop the room spinning, all oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, threw up on, again, Bright More pink, bro. red, yeah. uh, Hawaiian punch Bacardi with chicken nuggets onto the two-week-old white Berber carpet that my parents had just put in the house. And Huge your mom puddle is a big cleaner. Locked the door again, and so my sister could not come in. I eventually, uh, she was freaking out so much, trying to help me. I flopped out into the puke, crawled over, unlocked the door, and I lay there on the floor while she fucking used carpet cleaner and all the stuff Ugh. to clean up all my puke. Got back in bed and. Got up the next day. I had my first hangover in my life. That was, I think I was at seventeen or eighteen then. But that is super. Rough. But but then like I didn't get drunk again for like another year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then as soon as twenty one hit, it was like, uh, oh, I did have sips of wine at my Italian family's house, right? right. Um, because it wasn't like you know my my two uncles that were roughly the same age as my sister and I, my older sister and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my from my because we're all from my dad's Italian side, right? Uh, His seed, yes. They would give like little glasses to all the kids and whatever. We didn't right. like it, but it was like okay, like whatever. But and that's uh, more actual juicy flavor for the most part. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard that story before, Joe. That you said. oh really? Yeah. Oh, uh, and then and then it was like big on the like right almost from the start. I was looking for better tasting beer. Because my buddy John and I would go to bars all the time when I was 21, and sometimes just neighborhood bars. Um, and then other times he loved going to downtown Fullerton and right. going to Rock and Taco, which was a big restaurant that turned into a very Latin, yeah. Latino, Latina dance club, um, but uh, which I hated slash kind of liked because, again, I was still very... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my favorite song Classic, from Rock yeah. and Taco, yeah. Uh, on Saturdays, it was that song night. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and everyone, we're going to play that song they tonight. Had, yeah, they had this really advanced technology that each person would hear the song they wanted to hear right. individually. It was really crazy. But um, but uh, meanwhile, we were all just stabbing each other's eyes right. out and drinking the blood and <laughs> I goo and having little visions of that at least. Cause it was cool. but, um, uh, Welcome to <laughs> Hope you're ready to dance. But yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. It was a lot of cerveza. Uh, because that at least tasted like you know a lot of Tecate, a lot of Corona, a lot of Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. That was the go-to. So I didn't like Coors, didn't like Bud, didn't like any of right. that stuff. And then it was the Hefeweizen slash Fat Tire, the New Belgium Fat Christ. Tire Revolution yeah. that happened in the early two thousands. Um, and Fat Tire is gross now, but at the time it was just something different. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Newcastle. Uh, yeah. mix in there and that's I started drinking with Dorsch Gorner that's where we started like the early 2000s it's starting to get like the Belgians Bevmo became a thing the store mm-hmm. Bevmo um, where they would have the champagne bottles and then that's where I met you by 2008 right and I was like that was the Newcastle thing was like the conversion beer because right. people would go oh beer is gross and I go here try this yeah. and they yeah. go oh this is kind of good so um, then I got drunk on Newcastle yeah disgustingly yeah. could never drink it again and scotch ales and british ales for right. the most part are out of the picture for me because it has that yeah i guess the brown ale has that kind Just of that sweet caramelly kinda, sweet uh deal to yeah, it so I don't know. 
It's not um, as good. I kind of thought that about barley wines because you and I would drink a lot of barley wines yeah, in our I early beer days. Wine. But yeah. I got sick off a couple of barley wines too. But mm. then it really wasn't until the Oblivion Ring and a couple of the, the Modern Times ones, again, my, my beer savior, right. uh, that brought me back and, and got me into all these styles. Because then it was like, and then we didn't really have old world styles very much. But then like some of the, a lot of the breweries in the last four or five years have been like, yeah. oh, here's a Czech Pilsner still. Here's It's like, yeah. oh, this doesn't just taste like the American shitty version of this. Right, right, so, right. I cleaned up. Yeah. Um, so in the wake of that, yeah. uh, we'll get to, to Tiger King here in just a minute. Yeah. But uh, it is interesting in this new world we're living in the past couple of weeks. I was going to say this is perfect down. segue to the bruise news. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Go bruise ahead. news. Yeah. That's exactly the subject that's in the title of this episode. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we never had a theme I for bruise news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a cute line. I, my notes have always just said, any industry news that's worth news talking, that talking about? Yeah, so uh, basically uh, all these places are closing down. Yeah. Some are shuttering the doors and laying yeah. people off. I think they're laying them off just so they can get unemployment. That's not what, so yeah. much that they're like... <laughs> We can't figure this out. Right. But a lot have been able to stay open with shipping beer yes. and pickups on beer. Yes. Uh, the Don't Drink Beers guy who, who posts a lot of memes and stuff uh, posted one that oh, said, yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago, have to wait in line, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now you can get the craziest in-house draft only served right. in a, a glass putter or yeah. something <laughs> stupid. And then they start ringing Yeah, ser- served with a, uh, a something iron putter in the yeah, glass yeah. or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So, and now uh, it's just like crawlers, crawlers, crawlers. Like, buy yeah. as much as you want. Right. Take out crawlers. We'll ship right. crawlers. We'll no ship limits. Beer. <laughs> yeah. We'll ship in California yeah. where we never ship before. Yeah. Like, like, um, like the, again, the kind of holy trinity for us is like uh, Modern Times, Bottle Logic, and Green Cheek because they're all just in Southern California yeah. and they're kind of the best of what we like out of beer. And so, Modern Times is like super communicative. I mean, they all are. They all do a good yeah. job with that. But Modern Times, like, every day is like, yeah. On the Facebook group, talking to other people on all of their posts, they're making new artwork to at, for their like Instagram post to tell everyone here's what's going, here's the state of the business right now, like da 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 da. And so um, there was a few days where they were kind of like, we don't fucking know what's going on, but we have right. to close. Like when L.A. County, you know, closed yeah. all the shit, and then all the non-essential business in, in California in general. When the when the Gavin Newsom, the governor right. Gavin Newsom thing came out to shutter all non-essential businesses, um, but. Um, you know, including wine bars, breweries, whatever, but they're also considered food. Right. So they were still allowed to sell their product. You just couldn't yeah. have people come into the tasting rooms. Right. Congregate and hang out. Which is where people are, A, giving them money, but also going through their massive supply, which is right. how they know how much to make <laughs> right. and scale their business. Yeah, is we're going to make all this beer for the tasting room plus the sales of. Yeah, the dollars you know, coming dollars. in from that. Dollars, yes. dollars, dollars. Uh, but a lot of that is kegged beer, not right. just cans, obviously, exactly. if you're pulling off a draft. So right. now they've started selling kegs, right. <laughs> selling crawlers, because that's yeah. how you fill the kegs. Every every uh, day, every day up from uh, two weeks ago on, for that for that first week, so, so about 14 days ago, it went from like, we don't know what's going to happen, yeah. to the next day, it's like, we're trying to figure some shit out, stay tuned. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, we're going to be doing to-go beers, right? So. Right. Here's these very limited cans and these things you can come up and buy by reservation. Here's yeah, a website. Bottle Logic was doing something yeah. very similar, and then Green Cheek did a drive-through similar yeah. thing. And uh, so, yeah, you set a time. We're only allowing like three people for every 15 minutes and stuff like that. And uh, and then it turned into like, oh wait, here all all of these beers are to go, and right. select crowlers are ready to go. Yeah. And then it was like, 
we're still doing because as as they realize they could actually do this, like yeah. it is insane because all businesses are shifting in some way. But the beer industry in general, I would assume wine too, I guess. Yeah. But um, but the beer industry in general, the brewery industry is like fucking doing probably fifteen years of growth <laughs> of what of what business evolution and, and right. actual real time right. turning growth on would do. new services, exactly. adding digital components, right. being savvy, and as right. we like to say in our business, agile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, Top but, versatile. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just trying to figure shit out so yeah. they can one stay in business and two keep their employees employed, right? And three keep their product in the market, right? And uh, and then and initially selling off all of the beer they had made in like January and February, <laughs> yeah, all like the try, things that were coming up yeah, to be trying due. to sell off the huge tankards and kegs that they yeah. have of all their beer. So, um, so yeah, it's almost not necessarily well. Dumakin says it sounds like a reverse prohibition, which it kind of is because yes. you're doing a lot yes. of shit you normally weren't allowed to That's do. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Uh, and also wrote as the White, uh, White House and Essential Service at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that orange buffoon, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So they're like uh, Hollingshead is using mm. mason jars and selling poles from the <laughs> their taps and selling bottles and stuff so like that's totally not something i'm gonna plug my friend's uh hoodoo hut Mm -hmm. whose wife is or not wife sorry another another dorsch that you know another dorsch fart barf Uh, dorsch exactly (laughs) dort borf uh she's a a bartender who's out of business so hoodoo hut now is delivering cocktails right right. and like that's something other bars are doing too it's like come get cocktails deliver all these things so uh the come cocktails yeah (laughs) we've been selling those for years but no one's bought them uh yeah your to-go bag business is really taking off (laughs) the business was dry and now it is a monster it's a wet market it's a new (laughs) u.s based wet market (laughs) there will be some diseases spread from eating this kind Uh. of bag Literally just markets full of, of fresh sex juices from humans. <laughs> right, right, right. It's quite nice. And it's a bunch of anime weebs walking uh, through there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> William Coosby wrote Boober. Oh. Well, didn't someone share that or something? Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. real? Um, yeah, some strip club in um, some fucking, I don't know, some other non-California state. I don't give right. a fuck. Uh, some strip club, I think in the south somewhere, or Ohio, which is on the cusp of the south, but... Uh, they started having um, alcohol deliveries by the strippers that worked at the strip club to mm. your home. Okay. So they called it Boober. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Thrillin, who I think friend of the show yeah, said yeah. that. Right. Uh, I didn't even watch the video. She, my, my wife, uh-huh. William Coosby, actually yeah. watched it. But uh, um, but anyway, yeah, it was like literally all all of these interesting business, business changes, business evolution yeah. happening, which some of which are going to g- definitely stick because – What'll be interesting is that, oh, we've already done the hard part of opening up these delivery channels where before right. it was like, you can't deliver beer in, in right. the States and blah, yeah, blah, blah. It's and not going like, to stay cold. It's not going to do this. Not but modern modern times was like, well, there's like two or three of these services now and we picked one. And so we're going to start having beer deliveries and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so uh, our other friend, Balin, that we worked with, he's a huge, huge food guy Yeah. Um, into very like... I mean, he's into just good stuff. He that which ranges from very fine dining, yeah. you know, hyper um, locally sourced, fresh day of ingredients Michelin like Market Greens, kind of yeah, shit. all that stuff. He keeps up with all those those super hot restaurants and goes to them quite a bit. And uh, he was just sending us like posts of like this fucking two star Michelin place is now doing to go boxes right. of sushi, <laughs> and this this place 
um, selling is, burritos, is not doing just tacos, their yeah, yeah their their Michelin star burritos and tacos and stuff to go. Right. And it's like all these all these restaurants that would have never fucking they would have never you know touched del- food delivery with a hundred foot pole before. Right. Uh, are now doing that because we all need money. To. So yeah. there is there is a really interesting unifying aspect to it. But Modern right. Times especially wants to like they give their employees health care and all this shit right. and it's employee owned company. And the and salaried employees have taken a cut. So the hourly right. people who were working on tips probably mostly can exactly. still get some cash. Right. Uh, They're now kind of quasi opening the Anaheim location early right. so that you can pick up beer there. Which yeah. is because that also helps to keep people out of LA because most of the Orange County people have to go usually LA go to LA because that's yeah. the closest one. It's like a half hour drive, but yeah. um, but now the Anaheim. That's one's why I want to buy open, some so. ice just to go. To yeah, go. Yeah. But, yeah. The first ice from the new brewery, but um, but yeah. So it's it's been it's been really fascinating, and it's going to be interesting to see. Like obviously, the restaurant jobs and like yeah. can't be remote. Yeah. But you could say like, oh, now we can hire a person that is the delivery service. Uh, manager and coordinator or what you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like there's there's some new very subtle subtly changed positions other right. than just bartender well, and bus guy yeah. and you can whatever. take your e-commerce very seriously exactly yes and that's optimized yeah. right there that's actually that the best point yeah it's like now they're learning to sell digitally right sell in all kinds of processes digitally not just right. like we'll ship it to you but here Here's an e-commerce reservation system to come right. set an appointment to come pick up your beer, which isn't usually a thing or either. Or just straight up ship it, too. Right. Because there wasn't an appointment system before. There was can right. releases, and you got there, and it was first come, first serve until it ran out. So, right. Which I'm sure will still happen, but there'll be a lot of people now going, eh, if you guys would just fucking let me buy it online, then whatever. Right. But uh, And now, when everyone bounces back from this, they'll be different things going on, like different promotions, different days, different things happening to then get people back into the brewer, the, the tasting rooms again. Right. And uh, even might, like we complained about fucking Barley Forge and now the now that Green Cheek opened their second location in the yeah. Barley Forge space, maybe they'll remodel their places to have more space in between tables. Or I don't know. Just it'll all these things yeah. will have to be thought more about. More drive you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, Dumikin says, yeah, drone delivered beer. Yeah, could there you be. go. Raw beer. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, now, some of these, we I was joking about this, but it's kind of true because there was a, an LA Times article that got posted today about how all these small business restaurants are closing and fran- big franchises are taking over because people, yeah, people yeah. trust them and whatever, and it shows like a- Well, and they have the capital to stay open exactly. and not crumble under yeah. these circumstances. They have a nest egg, basically, yeah, to yeah. sit on a safety net, and so- the the picture in the article was funny though because it's the hamburger like yeah. huge and giant over this just like little mini mall you know small business restaurant right, right, and right. so but I was joking just the other day where I was like oh it's gonna be the fucking demolition man franchise wars because oh, yeah. it's only it's gonna be down to a handful of fast food places that are delivering the most right because they're gonna come out of this pretty good I think yeah in um, theory I mean and again wi- the ones that weren't on an Uber Eats or a, right. a DoorDash or whatever are definitely gonna be on it and. Right. Again, maybe they'll make their own department and have their own delivery. People. Exactly. Yeah. The thing that scares me, or doesn't scare me, it's just scary. Is for these aliens people, and is, injured cold. Exactly. Uh, who we channeled the other night. Exactly. But yeah. uh, it's like, oh, we're going to hire a hundred thousand people. It's like, how long are you going to be able to sustain? Right. Sustain. <laughs> how long going to be able to sustain a hundred thousand people? Sounded like Stallone, whose daughter is Sistine, like the oh, Sistine Chapel, and so on. His Instagram stories like. Yeah, my daughter Sistine is uh, Sistine. <laughs> hey, Sistine. Yeah. She draws better than anyone. <laughs> Sistine. I'm Sistine. Uh, Which is just you. Yeah. Normally. <laughs> Without, yeah. Hey. 
Um, but again, it's like, is this seasonal? I've work? cloned a version of Steve, and he's identical, except when he says hi, he just goes, hey. Hey. <laughs> totally worth it. Right. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these these people, so it's going to be like a seasonality type thing, a right. holiday, hopefully. I mean, hopefully people aren't going, cool, I've got a job forever now, because it's like 100,000, like, whoa. Right, right. This volume of demand is not going to be that high for that long. Exactly, yeah. Hopefully. Right. Um, and then, like, Pizza Hut, like, Fifteen or 30,000 people hiring and yep. like all this crazy stuff. So, yep. again, hopefully these people who are in a tougher time can can latch onto that until their right. normal job maybe turns back on or right. something. Because so. then other opportunities like might open up for them too because as we get out of this, maybe they won't be seen – maybe food service people won't be seen as unskilled labor anymore. Yeah, I've seen posts. Yeah, they, they might actually have like more opportunities at nicer restaurants or things so right. that you can make a better career out of being in the restaurant business. Because like I or can totally minimum wage seen as more relevant. Right. Like, oh, we should actually up it because yeah. these people. These fuckers needed. were yeah. still dealing with customers in, in in the most essential business. Because again, nobody really truly needs clothes and shoes and stuff right now. Like you can wait a couple months to buy a new fucking T-shirt or something like that. But when it comes to food, you have to have it. So, right. um, like I could even see McDonald's, who was already going with their you know towards the the less personal interaction with humans with the kiosks. Uh, Menus right, and everything, right. which I think you know Europe had first, but we've had them for the past few years out here too, yeah. pretty prevalently. But um, but they might even be buying little tiny like photo booth, like maybe a little bigger than old photo booth style buildings, where it's just a kitchen staff making the food and there is no inside ordering. Everything's done basically like a walk up drive through or something, but mm-hmm. um, not that small. But you know what I mean, kitchen <laughs> size as opposed to here's a whole restaurant space for people to yeah. eat and stuff like that. So it might be like here's a contact free McDonald's that you can go yeah. to. Which is the kind of shit that Japan's done for a long time, where you can go up Money and get goes in the thing, right, <laughs> in the basket. Yes, <laughs> uh, but no, they've had they have all they have such a big vending machine culture there because it's so crowded. There isn't always restaurant space, or there'll be like an amazing little sushi bar that has room, has a bar that can sit four people max, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but anyway, it'll be it'll be it'll be curious. It'll be interesting to see how these businesses change in size, shape, uh, process, employment, and digital digitizing, right, right. basically, too. So, um, But, uh, yeah, we don't have really anything to review. I am going to – we can take a quick break and then get into Tiger okay. King. Unfill my – And we're buck. I mean, back. We have our clothes on. Oh. Oh, God. Sorry. Lightening things up, huh? Trying to – Mix it up and all that glare right Soak in my face. <laughs> you take it right off that white house next to us. No, it's a cheeseburger house. Not really a white house, but um, hey, is that white house an essential business right now? Huh? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's funny when you make something actually musical. It's <laughs> a Superman song. Okay. Um. Yeah, Tiger King. So this has uh, been the talk of the internet town for the past week or so. My wife and I, we watched this all last weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys watched it a week or a, a couple same, days before. Like uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I think we did it a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, in between our 20 and back. Yeah. 
you know, when I was uh, psychically transported back in here yeah. and wiped. Right. <laughs> First thing I want to do is watch Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Must watch the King. Yeah, just to forget about all the horrors I witnessed during my travels to the moon base and yeah. Mars and all the other, the what is it, the 13 or 14 colonies now that we have right. um, throughout the galaxy. So yeah. across the bases. Um, <laughs> across the bases. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tiger King is a show... It's a documentary. Yeah. Actual uh, real deal. Yes. About many things. It is primarily about one man named Joe Exotic. Um, although it kind of, I mean, it is. He's the central figure, but he is simply uh, an axis, uh, a, a nucleus to which many, many relevant uh, protons and electrons mm-hmm. are bound to and spin around and, and, and revolve around. So, yeah. And they're all connected to. So, um, you learn many things. So, sorry, the baseline story is Joe Exotic. It's not his real name. His real name is some German-sounding name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, that was the other thing, too, when watching. It was like, he said one name, then it's like, did he pick up the names of his husbands? That's what was, yeah. So that's right? what was crazy, like, too, is that he always, which I'm, I'm assuming is for trashy legal reasons, right? constantly changing his last name to his multiple husband's name. Right. You see three. Spoiler alert. He has three <laughs> husbands throughout the course of this show, this, right. this documentary. So over the course of five years, technically. Yes. Yeah. yeah, from 13 to uh, 19, I believe. So six 18, years, 19. whatever. Well, because the documentary guy's like, I've been working on this for right. five years or yeah, something. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it's not a, not a big deal. But, but still. Uh, but yeah, so it's about um, Joe Exotic, who is the owner of the GW Zoo in Oklahoma, and it is a big cat Zoo. It's an exotic animal yeah. zoo. Not a rescue. Right. Just a, It's a for-profit zoo. Um, and kind of a – a lot of these things have kind of a close encounters part of their business. Like mm-hmm. it's it's all about petting tiger cubs. And here, yeah, come in this yeah. one cage and throw the ball for him. <laughs> come and in this like one that. cage. <laughs> right. uh, Get these cum yeah. cocktails. Okay. Um, uh, we at need the more spew-doo hut. <laughs> <laughs> the goo-doo hut. Spew-goo hut. Right. Uh, <laughs> But um, but yeah, so he owns this for-profit business. He is a very interesting character. He is gay. He is like hyper libertarian. Yeah, he is. He lives in Oklahoma. Yeah, lives so. in Oklahoma. Always has a gun on him, but right. also has like very uh, a lot of flamboyance about him. He wears uh, eyeliner uh, yeah. under his eyelids. I mean, on the yeah. bottom eyelid as Gross well. Piercings. Piercings. We learn somewhere. In the series that he has a Prince Albert piercing yeah. that he ha- hangs padlocks from, and those yeah. padlocks are hung on his wall, yeah, like a gun rack. He's going to pick his gun for the day or a belt. Or so something. I was, I was laughing because I had not heard the term Prince Albert in probably twenty years oh. or something <laughs> really? like that. Like, well, I just feel oh. like it was something people talked about in high school. It's like right, a right. funny thing, yeah, and then it kind of faded. One of those away. things you almost didn't believe anyone would ever choose to do, right? Which is right. pierce the bottom of your penis through your urethra. Yeah. So you have a like a quarter circle loop, uh, as if you're as if the bottom of your penis uh, was hours twelve through three on an analog clock, right? And the piercing is the loop going through, and it's 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 in a quarter of your skin while the other three quarters are sticking out. So yeah, you know, because uh, it's it's from what I knew, it mm-hmm. was a primarily gay cult, a gay male yeah, culture yeah. thing. But why? Like it's and not the tip, like, and then you had a barb go through the tip. I thought like suck so, out. Well, yeah, because it goes through your urethra yeah, from yeah, the yeah. inside, or I guess from the outside. But I was saying you were saying base, and I was thinking it was on the tip of your wiener too. I meant tip. Connected. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, but I thought it like also connected to 
There was some chain that went to your balls. Well, or that's. Something. I mean, that's if you want to. You can. Yeah. Do, I'm sure there's a fucking name I'm, for that. But, okay, I'm going to take uh, a risk here. I'm oh boy. Go <laughs> uh, your search history. Your uh, your targeting cookie is now fucked on yeah. certain websites. But uh, that wise guy says he also gives you tips on how to trap straight men with meth and guns. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, which is a revelation because you sit there and wonder why these husbands. And we're skipping ahead a little bit. Why these young, handsome husbands are who seem very straight acting, are are yeah. with this guy. And you find out, <laughs> toward I think in ep- by episode five, um, uh, what's his name? Rick Kirkham, who is shooting a reality show. He's a He was a pretty well-known uh, newscaster, like an on-location newscaster and producer for decades in the mm-hmm. South. Mm-hmm. And he was hired by Joe to shoot a reality show and also produce his, his daily internet TV show from the zoo. Right. Um, but yeah, he's the one that reveals like, you know why would why would these guys just be you know coming to this guy and marrying him right after knowing him for two weeks or whatever? And he's like, well, they were doing meth all the time, and when someone right. offers you meth and you're a meth addict, then you're gonna fucking do whatever, you know? So, yeah, these are gross pictures. Yeah. It's mostly on the tip of your wing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but uh, it is strange too because, like the old joke, that do you have Prince Albert in a can? Well, you yeah. better let him out. Like I think that's a sardine company or something like that, mm. or a tuna company or something. So I don't mm. know why it's. Maybe because it's like fishing a hook or something, or, or fishing, hooking a, hook. a fish, <laughs> like fish, like fishing for hookers, you know, right, right, sex right. workers. Sorry, you know, hook and nail fish. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, but anyway, he uh he owns this zoo. He you learn that he actually idolizes this other um uh, exotic uh pet owner and and zoo owner as well proprietor, uh <laughs> Doctor Bhagavan Antle, or they just call right. him Doc Antle a lot, and right. so he is like. Oddly enough, he is like the classy Vegas version of, um, you know, Joe Exotic is very off the strip, <laughs> if you're using Vegas terms. Yeah. Doc Antle is like the Siegfried and Roy of the Southern yeah. Exotic Zoo like owners. Like he literally has worked in Hollywood and yes. talks about it in all these movies he has. Right. Not, I don't know if he has credits, but at least right. he provided the animals right. for. He'd been on The Tonight uh, Show, Letterman yeah. Show, yeah. like all that. Johnny yeah. Carson back in the day. He was he was a, he even assisted that one big... Um, uh, zoologist guy with like the mop top that was on all yeah. those shows forever he was like because they show a couple clips of him throughout the years helping mm-hmm. him out um maybe they like rented his animals for it or something i don't know but yeah. um but anyway uh he has a um a zoo in myrtle beach south carolina right. which my older sister has been to she was there yeah. last year um and she, didn't really believe me when i was telling her about this documentary kitten petting exactly yeah she and she she fucking took she paid the six hundred dollars that you pay because you get all of these guarantees. You get like pictures with kittens, pet it guaranteed to pet, you know, X amount X. of exo- big cat cubs, yeah. um, X amount of time with these things. And then you can add all this other shit on where it's different pictures or do the elephant ride or like all this yeah. kind of stuff. And so uh, the other main kind of character is uh, Carol Baskin. Yeah. So uh, Carol Baskin is. <laughs> Um, kind of stupid bitch. She's <laughs> fucking out there. She's trying to fucking you know shut down all this. These animal rights people are always <laughs> trying to fucking shut us down. But you know, you look at these VHSs that I have, yeah. and it shows in the early '90s she was selling you know kitten pics she, and getting yeah. people you know homed with exotic pets and whatever. So she, it's just like so. Joe and Doc Antle, all these guys are obsessed with right. Carol Baskin. She's a stupid man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shooting. Literally, yeah, literally cutting to him on his internet show, 
or just in private videos, yeah. blowing away sex dolls that they've labeled Carol Baskin, like literally shooting them in the head, uh, hooking up sex, doll, sex dolls to this like explosive powder that he keeps calling TNT, but they call it something else. Well, it's basically, I think, black gunpowder in Got a it. jar in that a jar. he just shoots. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of video game power fantasy stuff in here where... <laughs> You know, a lot of video games, you shoot an explosive, like, you shoot a propane canister, or you shoot the explosive barrel when there's enemies around, and it'll kill all of them. It's like a free grenade or whatever. This is, it's constant in this, like, it's like every seven scenes that it cut, every every, every seven cuts of Joe Exotic's life, like, whenever it's focusing on him, he's blowing something up. (laughs) Well, and it's like like, all these different types of guns, mm -hmm. and like, all this, like, (laughs) Like those quads and all that machinery yeah. is expensive. Oh, yeah. And that, that whole zoo is expensive yes. to put together. Yes. Like there's a lot of money happening here. And right. that's why he's got to fuck with Carol. Right. Stupid fucking bitch. She's trying to mess with my revenue stream. Because yeah. <laughs> he had a touring show right. where he would fucking go out to malls, to malls, <laughs> to shopping malls. Um, and yeah, so Carol Baskin is like the antithesis, or is she? Of yeah. of these other fo- of these exotic pet owners, these zoo yeah. owners, because she runs the Big Cat Rescue in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, yeah. And she has a kind of a sordid past, which they get into. There's suspicion that she murdered her husband. Well, yeah, because took all his money. You see this weirdo guy that's with her, and he's talking like this, and he's <laughs> very into her. Blah 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 blah. Yes, that's Howard Baskin. Right. Yeah. The whole time, <laughs> he, he never changes his facial expression except his eyebrows, and <laughs> he just talks like this the whole time. And he's yeah. uh, always very supportive of Carol and. Uh, you know, he has the same, he has very wide hips. He looks like a former fatty. He looks yeah. like he used to weigh about 400 pounds, but got very thin, mm-hmm. uh, very deep voice. Doesn't even look like she would be attracted to someone right. like me, but could be uh, falling asleep at any moment. Exactly. Exactly. It's a tiring life, you know, taking care of all these cats. But, uh, but then you see her, 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 uh, uh, former husband and looks pretty much just like him. But with straight hair instead of curly hair. Um, Wait, the her first first abusive no, husband? No, the one or? that she because that guy looks like um, uh, the guy from the movie who set the, off the bombs in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say what's uh, the fucking guy that we always talk about that was in the night movie? Or sorry, he's not only the shows that you let me borrow. Uh, you know, he's the fucking guy that talks like... <laughs> I'm, like, being an right now. That you let me what is his name? He's in, like, This is the End. He's in, He's got the curly hair, the mustache. Oh, uh, he kind of looks like the him. The fuck is that guy's Danny name? Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but he, I the, thought origi- he looked, the original husband kind of looked like... Had yeah, hit I that thought he looked vibe. more like the guy who played the, the person who was accused of blowing up the Olympic Games. Got it. Um, but, uh, anyway, but, yeah. So, Carol and Howard Baskin, this is Carol's third husband... Um, right. Seemingly longest husband, yeah. But um, well, he is tall. <laughs> yes, she she runs the Big Cat Rescue, perhaps off of the millions that she might have gained from potentially murdering her well, second well, husband from his death. Yes, and uh, with where the- where there's all this intrigue that he might have faked his own death and just gone to Costa Rica to live out the rest of his days with his girlfriends there. Right. Um, but uh, but she is. She is a slightly, slightly more grounded in some ways person than the Doc Antels and the Joe Exotics and whatever of this show. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's also like an old, an older hippie chick too, right? Like she's right. very space cadet kind of kind of chick, and she doesn't do herself any favors because, like, when you just look at her talking, you think, oh, she's going to be a normal woman, but then she has the constant and intense laughing fits right 
after she talks about how other people are crazy all the yeah. time. And so yeah. she she goes, you know, and she has like a very deep voice. She's like, you know, and Joe was was trying to say that, you know, I put my husband through a meat grinder. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you got to fucking, you got to know your audience. You got to know how you sound. Like the best part about this entire documentary series is what we like about Trailer Park Boys and a lot of other things is that none of these people are even 30% self-aware. They're right, like, they're right. very, they think that they are normal. Like they think that, that this is, um, everything they are right. There is, it's very black and white. They are right. Mm -hmm. And if you're not with them, you are wrong. Right. There's no gray area. There's right. no, maybe they could be wrong. Maybe they right. might not be in the best light. Right. Cause even she herself is like shows, like you said, has this fucking like weird color schema. What'd you call yes. it before? What I, I can't. Those you called it something funny. Her whole tier of like, I'm yellow now. I'm green now. I'm this now. I'm that. Like level of employees. Oh yeah, um, she had all her. She has her volunteers that are like karate belt style. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. She has these karate belt. Like her entire staff at this rescue. So she she fancies herself as more of a hero and an enemy of these for profit zoos. Right. Because she's only there to give the big cats who absolutely need, will die if they don't have this place, right. to let them live out the rest of their days in happiness, peace, with food and whatever. Right. But she's not breeding them or anything. No Although, touching. There's no touching, no petting. But then, to, to my point, in the early 90s, she had VHSs where she was telling people how to breed these big cats. She's doing the same right. thing. And I'm like, yeah, but... And I understand Joe's point, but... That was also thirty years ago, and she's you know people can change, and maybe she started going, "Fuck, this isn't the right thing to do," you know, back yeah. in in the early nineties. But um, either way, she could be like a recovering drug addict who's yeah. a drug addict who's going out and like saying, "Hey, let's fight drugs." Like, well, you used to do drugs. It's like, yeah, yes, but just because exactly. I used to do drugs doesn't mean I can't fight against them. I should actually right. know why they're bad. Exactly, it's why they hire prisoners of certain crimes to now be on a police unit or right. be a consultant for a police unit on how to fight those crimes. So yeah. uh, uh, the Wiseman says he, to uh, she totally killed him. <laughs> also that they knew they were good for each other because they both generated revenue by fighting and being in the spotlight. Yes. Oh, that's an interesting point too. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just got sent a couple things here. What happened to Joe exotic zoo still in existence? Yes. Because that guy, Jeff, uh, Jeff Lowe right. owns the fucking zoo now. So right. right. And that um, guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, and Joe it, Joe sold the zoo to him right. at, towards the like the fifth well, episode. He did the thing the where series. he just kept putting it in other people's names. Right. And that guy basically like, I'll I'll uh, get you out of the spot. And mm -hmm. Joe basically gave it to him thinking right. he'd be able to trick it back. And he became the entertainment director as opposed to the owner anymore. Right, right. So and then it also says Kate Kate McKinnon, so the blonde girl who was from Saturday Night Live and did like Ghostbusters, oh, yeah, yeah. will play Carol Baskins in a limited series based on Tiger King. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even know they were doing a limited series wow. based on the documentary. Well, I mean, so. yeah, this thing is fucking Exploding. blowing up. Yeah. yeah. So they probably um, also knew it was going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, much much of the first couple episodes is introducing the key players, which is Carol, Doc Antle. Um, you know the bog, the Bogvan, yeah. <laughs> another Bogvan, uh, because he does have basically a harem sex cult going on. Because he's right. he is like I said, the Siegfried and Roy version of some off yeah. Vegas strip, uh, you know, kind of hack uh, magicians, right? So yeah. he has a huge compound. He makes a fuck ton of money. He has six or seven wives, 
Um, he's got uh, multiple houses that each one of them live in. Right. It's it's um, like uh, like Mighty Gemstones, if you've seen that. But he has like mm. this huge swath of land, uh-huh. and he has a zoo, yeah. and then this house. And then it's mm. like his own neighborhood he builds, and exactly. each house <laughs> is for one of his quote-unquote yes. wives. And he, he seems extreme. Like all of these people, the through line is they're all horrific narcissists. They're the extremely narcissistic people. But those are people that are always interesting to watch because you, uh, <laughs> because you uh, belching over because you smell Joey's oh yeah burps uh, because burps. because they're not self aware yeah. they become these cartoonish characters in real life that you just right. your average person who has empathy yeah. can't understand how they think this way and that's why you're right. fascinated to watch them so yeah. Um, yeah the first couple episodes really focus on the war between Carol ba- Carol Bashkin and yeah. uh, and and me um, and my husband <laughs> oh, and my tag Joe, my yeah. like I would you know chop them up finger by finger into little bits and put them into the grinder. Oh, oh. Uh, you'd have to rub cod fish oil from this brand specifically if you wanted yeah. a cat to eat someone. Because someone posted that like yeah. fish cod oil, They're like that's pretty specific. Yes, no, literally. Yeah, there's a part in like episode five or six where things are really falling apart for Joe. Yeah, and um, because the sorry, the whole premise of this yeah. is that uh, like in the description on Netflix, it's that. This guy, Joe Exotic, eventually, throughout this documentary from 2013 to 2018 or 19, yeah. uh, and the documentary did not start off knowing this was going to happen. The documentarian no. didn't know this. He uh, was filming something on some like Eric illegal Good. reptile. Yes, exactly. Dealers. And then it shifted. And then, yeah, he's like, where'd you get a snow cat from? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, a fucking oh. snow leopard in a hot van. Which right. was, that was That was like kind of the saddest part in the whole thing was toward the very beginning. Mm-hmm. There isn't a lot of, thankfully, there isn't a lot of like animal abuse scenes. Like you can tell right. that these people do love these animals, although they do get into accusations of... As soon as the cubs are six months old, now they're just a, a mouth to feed and a bill, yeah, yeah. so they euthanize them or something. That's what they're accused of, and, and then Doc Antle was even arrested for that in right. uh, December. The charges were apparently dropped, at least, or mm. it's pending a case. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, I think he also blamed it on Carol Bashkin and, right. and whatever, too. But um, but uh, yeah, it starts off with this with Eric Good um, f- just now filming these people, and and he's just like... It's funny whenever he 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 very subtly puts himself on screen. Right, we have the subtitles on all the time, and even a lot of times it just says "man." Mm-hmm. Doesn't even say narrator or documentarian yeah. or Eric Good. Um, he but when he's on screen, it's really great because he is the audience too, and he right. looks so frantic and yeah. haggard when he's doing when, well, whenever like he's on camera. A lot happened over five years yeah. to where he's like, oh, "Okay, I can probably wrap this up." It's like, wait, what? <laughs> And then okay, it's probably this is probably winding out now. Right. Wait, what? Right. Like everything was just like okay, this is over. No, yeah, it's not. It's not like there's this whole other now years worth of, of uh, uh, you know, trails to follow. And so like I was thinking of making a meme where it's like the hold my beer, where it's like episode two to episode oh. one. This can't get any <laughs> yeah. crazier. Yeah. Hold my beer. This can't get any crazier. Episode three to mm-hmm. episode two. Like <laughs> just because it's like every time like this right. can't get any crazier. Hold my beer. Here we go. Right. Like, the TV studio fire, <laughs> like, yeah. the, like all these major, th- yeah. yeah. But uh, ultimately, the series starts off first episode with a call from Joe Exotic from prison, right? Because by the end of the series, by this 2018 2019 timeline, when he is now um, kicked off of his own, fired and kicked off of his own GW Zoo by this guy right. Jeff Lowe, uh, he is has been accused and tried and convicted. <laughs> 
right. uh, and is in prison for 22 years, doing a 22-year sentence now. Right. He's doing his own 20 back. For for hiring someone to kill Carol Bashkin. Right. So, Because uh, you don't know the whole time. Like, the whole right. time. Like, you don't know that until, like, way at the end. Mm-hmm. So they're stitching together on site, like, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. as, as the moments are happening video. Right. To these cuts where he's in jail, yeah. and like the whole thing says murder, mystery, intrigue, like that. Right. So you're like, oh, did he? Right. Did he murder her? Did he, like, get in a spat and all these guns like kill one of his husbands? Right, right. <clears throat> did he go away for like cat trials? So like this right. whole time you're trying to figure out, yeah, why is he? Why is he in jail right yeah. now? Yeah. Um, which that because the the director, editor, whatever does a really good job of just like. Giving you a taste, so you're like have this mystery, right. <laughs> and then it solves it, and then giving you another taste, yeah. and like not spoiling it. Because even the the girl who lost her arm, uh-huh. <laughs> like even in the first episode, like you don't really uh, see Kelsey it. Kelsey Saffrey, or yeah. AKA Saff. Oh, <laughs> um, you don't really notice it, and then the second episode's like someone lost their arm. Yes. And it's like, and then it's blatantly well, showing her. And before, like, with but, that. yeah, before it even says that, she's been on the screen like seventeen times yeah. doing sound bites. And her fucking right, her left arm and is ripped her, off. I didn't even notice it because you know? it's like yeah. kind of just a little bit higher. It's yeah. not the like pulled back shot. She's sitting in a chair like all yeah. relaxed. And I was like, wait, is that a fucking like stump no. of her arm? Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess she works at a tiger thing. But then it like as soon as I noticed it was the scene when it's like, and then everything went to shit. And it's yeah. like you hear Joe going, like he's like running to the gift shop and clearing out all the customers. He's like, he's like, uh, just so you know, we want to get in front of this before the news gets here. Okay. But one of our employees did just have their arm bitten off yeah. by one of the tigers. <laughs> we need you to leave, but we're going to refund you. Just please contact. And he's yeah. like, yeah, he's and totally damage control. Like, but it's like the worst damage control. It's like yeah. I'm going to go to the gift shop. Someone just lost their arm and yeah. could be dying. <laughs> Bye. And then they're like, uh, okay, it's not like, hey, everyone, there's been an incident. Yes. Like, we're going to have to close the park, the park down. <laughs> Just keep an eye out. We'll refund you. And then it and cuts. Then the, yeah, the EMS jacket. Yes. Like, he throws it fucking cut, It cuts back to when the, the emergency medical services are there. But somehow Joe is wearing a fucking EMS jacket. Like bomber while- jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as if he's coordinating the whole. And the, But meanwhile, he's freaking out. He's like, yeah. he's like, this is going to ruin me. And there's yeah. a lot of cry- him crying in the yeah, series. Yeah, like, this yeah. is going to fucking ruin me. Yeah. God damn. He's his all pissed off. Does, doesn't really run, though. So. It must be. Well, he, that's what he spends his money on. It's good yeah. quality stuff. Maybe it's but. Maybelline. Uh, <laughs> uh, Maybe but, I watch porn in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just do a lot of shit. Okay. Maybe I go buy my meth. Uh, but yeah, there was a meme where it was like him putting on the EMS, EMS jacket is the ultimate flex. <laughs> it's like, why does he have that? Yeah, putting like, on the EMS jacket while his own employee like has someone. his arm ripped off, her arm ripped off. Um, but uh, but yeah, they go into so that's kind of setting the stage, right? So yeah. then the the other so, and real quick, the other major character other than his husbands and all this, they're all kind of side characters. Yeah. But uh, uh, Rick Kirkham is this. Uh, television producer he's the newscaster that i mentioned yeah. before and he's got an indiana jones style yeah, <laughs> yes he's uh he's smoking. he's just like in what looks like a, a gift shop or a bar or something yeah. and he's he's like got one shot the whole time yeah and i've got a cigarette here and uh yeah. looks like i've lived a hard but interesting life you know yeah. uh probably couldn't keep a wife for very long <laughs> i didn't see a ring on my finger and this right. entire yeah. thing but uh uh probably smoking himself to death but uh, uh i've got no place else to go right so. and that's yeah they, they show a lot of clips of me in my past local news right. uh, segments where I'm, you know, skydiving or jumping out of buildings or doing <laughs> fire fireman work or things. He just seems like this kind of like 
like oddly refined, but then Gonzo like seemed to right. specialize in Gonzo reporting. Yeah, just um, the weirdo stuff. Like yeah. knows enough to be able to obviously work the technical oh, equipment. Gonzo and... from Sesame Street, he all or the Muppets always knows enough. Right? Oh yes, <laughs> almost too much. Uh, but yeah, he he can you know work the equipment and and do the storytelling and right. sees that oh this is. A fucking crazy place. Exactly. Um, so later you find out he has all the rights to not right. only this like weird other reality show he's making, which yeah. isn't a documentary. Yeah. But then the rights to the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he kind of like side fucked Joe on this as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Joe, you want a piece? Yeah. I'm going to fucking show you how to get yeah, a piece. Now we can do this kind of parallel or I yeah. can stand up while you're sideways. Exactly. I get more leverage that yeah. way. But. Pull, your, pull, <laughs> pull your beef cheeks apart. Seedless <laughs> like, hamburger bun. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll show you a smash burger, huh? Yeah, but uh. he... Uh, <laughs> smush burger. Uh, he, uh, yeah. But he realizes also, it's like, if if this is a reality... Like, he took the wrong angle, basically, doing yeah. the reality show and not the documentary. Right. Because a reality show, you have to keep Joe in a positive light where he's not going to jail. Exactly. And an actual TV series will buy because he's crazy, not because right. he's, <laughs> quote-unquote, could be seen as an evil person. Exactly. Uh, where this documentary kind of shows the whole light. Right. And I think that's where, towards the end, he has that, like... The whole between existential, his hamburger bars. Exactly. That dark space. Uh, existential kind of breakdown of like, I would have had to almost become a monster to right. try and paint this in a good light. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he, he ends up being, he's on for, there's seven episodes of this series, about 45 minutes each, and which is a really good, it's a real good length. <laughs> now, when you're watching porn out, do you like uh, the guys oh, yeah. doing the ladies <laughs> with the big ones or the smaller ones? Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Like, I don't know if I've ever. I said, well, also, you don't really have much of a choice because when you're watching like porn produced by a porn company, there's never guys with like tiny penises in there. It's all hand picked dongo dongos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, Uh, someone, uh, I can't remember if it was a movie or a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember if it was a porn movie or a teacher I had. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they made the thing of like. Oh, this is how you trick someone to say they want to see a huge wiener is like <laughs> Why <would> oh, teachers <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I don't think it was a teacher. But a teacher telling a story, uh, yeah. I don't know. But basically Steve's been taking some improv yeah, classes. I I, uh, <laughs> no, I had to work my way up. Yeah. You know? I've it's been on a, a casting couch. It's at a too. gay bar, yeah. but <laughs> it says it's improv class. Yeah, it was but... a leather couch. Yeah. Um <laughs> But it was like, oh, do you want to see a soft one? Or And it's like, no, I think it was a comedian. I think it was a stand-up comedian. He's like, no, I want to see a huge, hard, and then the person goes, oh, my God. I mean, you know, oh, just dumb. something on see hard wieners. I don't know. It a logic like trap. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, Robert or Rick Kirkham is, he's the voice, and you're going to smell a burp again. Sorry. Oh, he is the voice of facts in this. Like, he is the voice of truth. And of of kind of of reason, even though he was part of the circus, because he yeah he was like oh fucking Carol yeah fuck yeah. that bitch you want to go to war with her I'll do that I'll mm-hmm. fucking show all this shit like he was down to yeah. like well make but it but crazy. then he was all he's also kind of like the the rogue character too because he's like he basically said he's like Joe if you fucking pay me I'll fucking you know, film her however you want and what That's and I'll thing. go to yeah, war he was you like, know? yeah like he he wasn't ever fully on Joe's side other no, but, than 
he knew that Joe was a cash cow. Right. And so uh, fully motivated by money and the story, right? So he's he is like an interesting cartoon character, not because he's like a big whack job, but because he truly is like an old New York like you know, um, police informant or so, like yeah. some guy that owns a bar yeah. in, a, in a detective yeah. movie or something like that, and so um, who is just basically super cynical, super morose, you know, kind of a misanthrope who's just like uh, doesn't give a fuck about anything. He has no right. allegiance really, <laughs> other than yeah. to himself. But he's also he's he like was there a, to use Joe. He was there right. to cash out on him. Exactly. He's like uh, his alignment. If it was D and D, would be like almost chaotic neutral or something, yeah. you know, where it's like he he wants the chaos to happen because he can profit off it, but he's not doing it to hurt anyone. Right. He just wants people to, hey, keep being yourself and let me exploit you for yeah, it. You I know? know. Yeah, I know how to paint you in a light because you're doing fucked up stuff right. instead of like, hey, let me come in and help you and either one, show you in a better light or two, help you actually right. not be a fucked up person. Right. Uh, I'm just going to like let it kind of craft itself. And exactly. it's almost like might sound stupid but like tending a garden like the plants are going to grow he just kind of nudged them mm-hmm. in a way that yeah bear the most fruit right? exactly yeah. yeah and uh yeah so it's he's no so offense th- to the you know fruit comment sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh no he it's admits in the very beginning where you know because joe was shooting his own um I don't even think it was YouTube in the beginning. It was it was a vi- a show that he played think, on his website at yeah, first. Yeah, somehow he just was uploaded proto, direct videos. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but then uh, when he hired Rick Kirkham, he was like, um, he was like, yeah, he brought me in and said, yeah, you can shoot your reality show, but on one condition that you produce my daily internet TV show. And he's yeah. and and I said. Yeah, I'll produce your fucking little shit. Yeah. He literally said, yeah. like, your fucking little shitty internet show, as yeah, long as yeah. I get all the footage of this reality show. Right. But yeah, then you learn later, in the episode where all of that footage is destroyed in a fire with right. no backups, <laughs> uh, you like you learn that he owned the rights to every... Like, he owned yeah. the, actu- the actual footage and the rights to produce it, sell right. it, whatever. Because he that's why he's like, that was my nest day, because off that reality show, he depending how he was going to sell it... Yeah. Joe, uh, what's Joe Exotic could yeah. have got zero dollars because exactly. he owned it, and he was going to have to be able to use that internet footage right. in the show. Exactly, where he probably would have given Joe Exotic some money, but yeah. at the end he got, for like pun intended, the lion's share right. of uh, <laughs> whatever deal was to be made. Yeah, and 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 I was wondering, like the first, like by the second episode, they kept going back to Rick Kirkham, and I was like, he keeps talking about all this footage he's getting, but. Why are we watching this documentary and not his show? Right, right. And then right. you fucking that pays off in such a, again, yeah. uh, Eric Good, G O D E. Like I want to watch other documentaries he makes yeah. because, like you were saying, he he always has a carrot that he's dangling, but he yeah. never he never is leading you emotionally down a pathway because there's yeah. there's just he doesn't need to. There's so much to go yeah. off of, but he crafts this story really well because yeah. he doesn't want you. He doesn't want to tell you in the beginning that Joe Exotic and Doc Antel might euthanize cubs, right. because then you can't even like them at all, right? Like right? He wants to get he wants you to get to know these people yeah. in the same emotional order that he got to know them in, right? Right. Just which, truly unfold a story, exactly. Because yeah. like you know, you might know someone for seven years, and then you go, "Holy shit, you fucking abuse animals!" Like what right. the fuck? Like like I'm sure most of uh. Who's the fucking dickhead that uh, did dog fighting in the NFL or whatever? Right? Oh yeah, like, uh, um, Michael Vick. It, Michael Vick. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, of the the Vicks Vapor Rub Empire. Exactly. 
Um, but uh, see these rich kids, you know, he had the NFL, he had everything going for him. He had the Vix millions, the, the billions. The but... NyQuil section was donated right. to him. That was part of the will, so mm-hmm. he was getting that. So, yeah. But, you know, that narcissism takes over. And like these guys, I mean, that is the theme of this. The theme of these um, people <laughs> in general is that yeah. they are all these narcissistic people that – um and like the the very beginning of the first episode it's all these other people going like a montage going like yeah these people are fucking whack jobs oh the animal yeah. people they're fucking all the psychos people. yeah the yeah. cat people are all fucking like, weirdos the monkeys are weirdo people yeah. Yeah. but the cat <laughs> oh, yeah. people they'll stab you in the back yes. and just like go after you uh, like identifying the people with the animals they're obsessed with because when right. you are so narcissistic like that you have these like totems that like Oh, this is what I'm all about, and that's all I am, and you're not that, and I'm this, and you know, right, it's like right. they love talking about what they are, yeah. as opposed to letting other people learn who they are right, through right, right. mutual. Yeah, they're just you know. very boastful and like this right. is who I. Am. They're just all uh, what's it called blowhards. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. If they're and if they were sailors, then they're boatsful. Exactly, <laughs> and these do make some of the best seamen. Joe Exotic says ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, that <laughs> last Wiseman says, I wonder how they paid that band to write all those songs. Yeah, because like, oh, that's right. All the musical interludes are like yes. very direct, <laughs> very literal. Yeah, and I don't even know the order they come out because like right. he's been talking about Carol killing her husband forever, <laughs> yeah. but then he makes a video about it. Yeah. But and yeah, then there's some other songs. So Joe Exotic uh, is fancies himself a country singer, which I don't think that's his voice. Right, like there's no way that's not been heavily altered. Yeah, it's it, it's either him, and as my wife said, it's just insanely auto tuned and yeah. overproduced, or it's literally someone else. Which I I still think there's a possibility because he sings to his own songs. Yeah. In his car. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think of the like Millie Vanilli kind of yeah. factor of like just lip sync, just it. straight up. Steal it, <laughs> and because even in his own music videos, where he is supposed to be lip syncing his own music, which is fine, you know, everyone like music videos. Yeah, you you're never pre- really singing. You pre-record yeah. the album track, and then they're probably playing the song on the set while recording. Yeah, uh, but then you know the actual songs, you know, time matched and time synced and pumped in or whatever. But his mouth doesn't even move the ways that it does when someone would be singing. Like he right. just, he's ending all the fucking word, the the sustained notes too early and all this stuff, but. Regardless, that's part of what makes it fun and funny because you'll have this huge event happen and then it's frequent enough that like you get into this rhythm of these music videos happening usually yeah. once an episode at least, but you never know when it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it just like cuts to like, it was my last day in the zoo, yeah. my final farewell. Because it's literally like, yeah. oh yeah, man, Jeff Lowe fucking kicked kicked you out of the fucking zoo that day, yeah. man, and everything was fuck. fucked after yeah. that, and yeah. then just cuts to this shit. Yeah. This <laughs> like, you have a song? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Last Wiseman says he heard on a podcast that's about the feud. Uh, mm. What is this podcast so he can share with everyone? Yeah, exactly. And listen else. to it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then we, we'll, we'll get into um, uh, Joe's husband's uh, here. Yeah. So Joe Exotic is, again, uh, gay, gun-toting, Libertarian, even though he admits yeah. he doesn't know what that means, even though he runs for president and governor as libertarian, right? Uh, later in the season of uh, the series, um, but he hooks up with a guy named John Finley first in 2014, who uh, is shirtless, covered in tattoos. Yeah. Um, during all of his interviews, there is no right. no shirt to be seen short in his pants. interview, um, and he has about. Nine teeth in his mouth, yeah. or something like Which, that. Spoiler alert: He got him back. <laughs> yes, he did. So, 
Um, but he, uh, you don't learn until like episode five that that's meth mouth, yeah. which <laughs> I was kind of thinking, I'm like, that looks of just course. trashy, yeah. methy, like gay men are kind of stereotypically into meth. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, there's some meth going on here. They're trash people. Yeah. They like partying and playing. Yeah. That PNP life. Yes. Um, but, uh, cause yeah, meth is like the steroids of drugs for sex. <laughs> I don't I guess know. It would keep I, you... I have, yeah, I have no idea why they. <laughs> you literally up said on the... this thing. You know, stereotypically, gay men are into math, <laughs> and I say that, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> no, man. no, no. But I'm saying I don't know why. Right. That like, it, yeah, no, it seems it's... to me it's it's got to be that like I just want all the energy to fucking go all night. Yeah, and it's all I the think... like hyper, yeah, hyper Crazy. maleness, and I guess. But, uh, but you think that would be cocaine too? But that's I true. Know. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. Having done, having not done either. Yeah, I've, uh, I've <laughs> seen done it. neither, yeah. I think I've seen cocaine in a yeah. jar that someone just said they had in their hand. Right, once. right. <clears throat> um, yeah, having done uh, neither about 17 times down yeah. at the gay bar. <laughs> um, yeah, having never smoked that sweet, delicious right. <laughs> <laughs> release of meth and then uh, having someone else release mm-hmm. so I could get another release. Yeah, Bill, uh, neither is uh, Bill Nye's drag name, yeah. uh, his cross-dressing <laughs> name, so... Um, <laughs> hangs out at a local bar yeah. over here, but uh, <laughs> he's uh, over at uh, deny. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never deny you yeah. entry. <laughs> That's Come how Bill Nye. Yeah. That's my Bill Nye. <laughs> my Bill Nye is <laughs> download by, lifestyle. Yeah, by Bill Nye. Oh yeah, Bill by. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, his uh, his husband's uh, Joe's husband's John Finley. Who go ahead. So it says it's on the Wondery. It's called Joe Exotic colon space oh. <laughs> Tiger King by Robert Moore. The Wondery, like W O N D E R Y. W O N D E R Y. Okay. Uh, it's called Joe Exotic. Tiger All right. King, so. The Wondery. Um, but yeah, his husband's John Finley. Uh, very young. I think twenty years or more. His his junior. And, um, and you know, Kirk comes on here and he's like, he's like, no, well, I want to, you know, young man like this, you know, hook up with a guy like Joe. It's, it's the power. It's the this, whatever. But then later, that's like episode one. And then later it's like, well, <laughs> when you have an unlimited supply of meth <laughs> and money uh-huh. and a young man who's an ad- addicted to meth right. meets you and you say, hey, I'll give you all the meth you want. Do you want to yeah. marry him? <laughs> he's going <laughs> to marry. <laughs> yeah. They love that. Shit. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, I just he, need a pack of reds. Right. <laughs> Uh, John seems just like a, a true dumb person, like a true dummy. He doesn't seem mean. He doesn't seem yeah. to have a mean bone in his body. Uh, he seem, He's actually very likable because he's like, like right. oh, he just has just that goofy, goofy, toothless yeah. smile. Sure, <laughs> Literally toothless right. smile. Um, you can always tell the meth mouth thing too when if someone just like got punched in the face and a tooth got knocked out, it looks a certain way, right? It doesn't yeah. change their whole countenance. The meth mouth, the gums swell. So it like... It, they fall out and it spreads. So yeah. you're now like you're even seeing the gums like under the, their lip line, which is disgusting. Well, the hole where their tooth was, oh, right? God. Yeah, because he's someone... it's like rotted sockets, basically. Yeah, uh... my new punk band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're an analog synth punk uh, rough band. Yeah. <laughs> rotted sockets. A rough band. Rough me. <laughs> rough and tumble. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, one of somewhere and they're like, yeah, I don't know what about meth, but it just sits in your teeth. Yes. Yeah, because because that yeah they had like a doctor on too who was just like well yeah the thing about meth is it just destroys your gums and bones and your teeth and things like yeah. that but yeah well people say like um, so big wave surfers used to do it so there's a mm. problem with it up in like the whole Santa Cruz surf scene yeah, yeah. and stuff like that uh, stereotypically big wave surfers uh, yeah. do meth <laughs> and gay men <laughs> uh, I don't know why but they uh, they said it like 
they melt, but it's not, they're not really melting, mm. but it like fucks with the part of your brain that senses fear. Oh, so they would get all juiced up on this and then their sense of fear is like melted away. Mm. So now they can like actually go surf these Got big it. waves. Which would explain uh, even more why meth addicts would <laughs> not only keep needing the meth, of course, as they're addic- yeah. chemically addicted, but, <laughs> but also if they were mostly straight guys, when they're on the meth, it's like, I don't fuck, I don't have any inhibitions. I don't care. I just want the right, meth. Right, just fuck right. me, fuck me, whatever, you right, know, right. but. Um, but <laughs> talk about a soundbite. Yeah, you gotta isolate that. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> That's a new intro uh, to a bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> Joe, how you doing? You can, oh, I need meth. Oh, meth. <laughs> you can meld it with the Ryan Sprague clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I don't care. Just fuck me, fuck me. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> it's a one twenty-three minute yes. mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, he has a second husband who I believe his name is Travis. I'm trying to get to his fucking the full... hunky dory yes. six foot something. Uh, where the fuck is his name? Yeah, but uh, well. His name's Travis. I, he doesn't have him on here, which is kind of crazy. But hmm. um, maybe they didn't have the rights or something. I don't know. But he's on oh, the yeah, cast because he's dead. Again, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, dead. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking that this whole time. So I, I thought for a while after they introduced him yeah. that there was like a dispute. And yeah. then Joe Exotic murdered him or right. shot him right. out of jealousy or something Exactly. Like yeah, that. yeah. Or I like, thought that maybe John shot him or something. Or, yeah. But, um, but yeah, John was – John, you could tell, was like, I mean, I'm – I'm not. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. And you could kind of tell that he really didn't care, but also that he kind of did right. too. You know. And again, it's like I don't. Maybe he's not. He, he's obviously open to something if mm. he's in this relationship. But yeah, there is this always that stereotypical like <clears throat> Southern like fuck these like they're like anti-gay stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, is that stigma so in him? Maybe he kind of was more gay than he thought. Right. Maybe he <clears throat> is. Is straight and was doing it for the meth? I don't right. know because it feels like, yeah, I'm gay, blah, blah. And then at the end, it's like, no, nah, I'm not gay. I love women. I have this wife now. So it's exactly, like, did you yeah. th- kind of wake up and go, oh shit, it's, I can't say I'm gay? Like, exactly, yeah. Or was it really the meth and you right. really are straight and you just, because then he, I don't know. What was crazy is that he, it's funny, the, the pattern is the same though, is that he ended up with first Joe Exotic, who was 25 years older than him. Right. And then he ended up with someone that worked at the gift shop, the the right. receptionist or something, who also looked like she he was like in his twenties or early thirties, and she looked like she was like fifty. You know, I don't want to be mean, but just like a very like like a haggard Southern mom of seven kids, like right. she was a very already yes, just a very <laughs> down and out looking woman, and just older kind of you know. I don't know, just didn't look like a happy person or ha- was right, very right. confident in herself. But yeah. apparently he had been fucking her on the side for years. Yeah. So maybe he was getting his pussy fixed right, or right. I don't know. But uh, he was fixing End and getting her cat. pussy fixed. <laughs> uh, but uh, but he ends up with her. And at the end of the end of the whole thing, just like yeah. leaves Joe, marries her. But uh, yeah, Travis is, it, as it shows him, he's like a 19-year-old guy. And he's like, my name's Travis and I'm from... Southern well, California, and I'm I beautiful. I don't think he's from fucking SoCal, <laughs> no. because he's like... Oh, I realized the other day, I was like, oh, he's probably from fucking Barstow, no, or his Fontucky, mom, or whatever. His mom fucking lives in Oklahoma, right. and he's like, I came home to visit my mom, which right, means right. he's probably from fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> from fucking... From Oklahoma. Because we don't find out about his dad, so I'm assuming right. he maybe drifted out to California, exactly, came yeah. back, right, and right. now he's like, I'm from California. It's right. like, wait... 
your mom lives out here. Exactly. How are you from California? Right. Like probably lived I don't in know, California. Little, probably lived in California off and on for four and a half years right. over it, his nineteen years. Exactly. Of to me, I'm like, eh, I don't know if you really are yeah. from California, but uh, we really don't want Travis to be from yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> it takes something Shields special, <laughs> something special to be here, yeah. from here, and you're not it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now get out. Um, but yeah, he's he's just like a young surfer skater looking dude. And Bakersfield uh, prob is what Dragon Wolf is, says as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, the part of California he was living in was definitely not the yeah. coast. I tell you what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, take some of the special to be close to the okay. beach and you don't have okay. it. Buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is like, neither of these guys ever seem like they're in love with Joe. Right. They're just there because he's a sugar daddy for them. Yeah. And yeah. so. Uh, but what's funny is Joe himself. I like pink camo. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like Joe made this uh, gun for me special. You know, I I I like pink camo a lot. So yeah. he made, and he, so he's got like a fucking sniper rifle yeah. with a banana clip with fucking yeah. pink camo all over it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> uh, but uh, fuck. Oh, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, it shows their the sugar daddy. Yeah. The show oh, the sugar daddy thing because Joe himself admits that he's like I mean. You know, when I, when I, you know, I was like, you know, I idolized Doc Antle over there in South Carolina. Yeah. And when I saw that he had all these wives and girlfriends and stuff, I mean, he, he had a good fucking thing going over there. And, and so I thought, hey, why not? Why don't, you know, so it's just, right. they're both these weird, that, and that's the kind of sad part is that Doc Antle, he is like a, um, an evil, a mad scientist, right? Like he's right. like an evil villain in a 90s movie. He's got the fucking long, the super long, very healthy conditioned, yeah. whitish Stark hair. white hair. Yeah. Um, he's got the fucking soul patch <laughs> underneath, and he's Flavor had that saver. same soul patch yeah. forever. Um, he has this harem of women. They even go into... Um, they. What's really cool is they show one of the women that defected from his harem. She was right. there for like a year or two, and she realized it was a little crazy and left, so they're interviewing her back she in her normal life. She was there for long life. enough to get breast implants. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> which seemed to happen very quick. Um, but Because uh, she said within a year or within six months, it was already like, oh, you need to have sex with him to which get she promoted, basically. she didn't, but then they still got her right. the fake breasts. Yeah, so like, okay. I don't know what's Either way, happening. I mean, it's yeah. like, I wouldn't fault her because it's like no, 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 things no, are, just, you know. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, that was interesting, too. But yeah, he, he is... Uh, I'm sure that that, more than Joe or anything else, his shooting days were probably the fucking biggest nightmare for Eric yeah. Good. Because this fucking guy, on, they leave it in all the time on camera. <laughs> well, that was my favorite yeah. part about all the Doc Antle stuff. He's like, he's like, all right, um, uh, we should probably get the shot over here. I'll be, I'll stand here. You get the shot yeah, here. Okay, yeah. okay, go. And like, I'm like a he, Hollywood man. Oh God, he just yeah, yeah yeah. He's like, I know about this stuff. So I think okay. I think the lighting here is the best. I'll save you a lot of time. I'll save you a lot. I was right, like, right. You wanted to fucking like kill him. He was. Yeah. He seemed like a trashy version of Penn Teller. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And like yeah. And like no. And what I was saying. This is I mean Penn Gillette. Penn Gillette. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just it <laughs> flew right by me too, because uh, it's only Penn and Pen, Teller. Yeah, sorry, Penn Gillette. <laughs> um, you know, Penn Teller and Teller Penn, yeah. his partner, Teller Gillette. <laughs> uh, Teller, the best a man can get, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he reminded me of a guy that before I was running my chapter of my martial arts group. Oh right, he was the Hildolf guy right. who was this little dude that was forty six years old or something looked. Almost identical to him, hmm. but about 
eight inches shorter, like even Same smaller. So he had he had like black, like salt and pepper hair, but he was going to that point. He was about uh, he was. Let's just say he was twenty, like a twenty percent pygmy version of Doc Antel, who already looks like he's like only five eight right. or something like that. And uh, no offense to the short guy out there, you're all beautiful, you're all willing to be loved. Um, but uh, no, this guy was just fucking like him. I was getting like flashbacks because I haven't talked to this guy since 2012, 2013. And uh, just the extreme, the extreme narcissism and just the, the con- he has a constant speech that he's, he's giving. Right. At any second of his life, there's always a speech ready to go. And you're just his audience. You're not there yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. with him. He's there to talk at you. So right. that's how Doc Antle is. And he, but Doc Antle seems to have kind of a, as if he's the king and Joe's one of his subjects in his right. kingdom. He has kind of an affinity for Joe where he feels bad that Carol Baskin's going yeah, over Joe, going him. going to yeah. Joe or targeting Joe all the time. Because she also has targeted him over yeah, the years yeah. too. So, But he seems to just keep to his own <laughs> gigantic uh, self... self um, sustained neighborhood as you said yeah as opposed to joe who's like promoting and doing his show yeah. and like going doing, on the road and doing going on the there. road and all this stuff so um that uh the wise man wants to know how many orgies you think he's had on that couch that is oh, a gnarly God. couch where yes. it's like sectional sectional within well, a sector and it's sectional. funny because when you go we my wife and i were just going couch shopping the last oh. few weekends and uh those couches are not hard to come by you can literally just get uh, one or two sectionals. It looks like all he did was get two sectionals, so four cushions, four like right. two love seats basically, a, yeah. a, a divider. Get an extra love seat on each side, and then about six of those ottoman couch things in there. You have a now now you have a fucking twenty by twenty foot yeah bed Crazy. couch thing. Yeah. Yeah. So where all the kitties um, yeah. <laughs> can play. Yes, um, but uh, it's interesting to see how they all treat the animals. They obviously do really have a bond with these animals. Yeah. Um, they they very much love them, but that doesn't, like all narcissists, even the deepest love for a person, a thing, or whatever, isn't going to prevent them from using that thing. Right, right, and abusing. Using, abusing, tossing aside, yeah. holding on too tightly, whatever it is. You right, know? right. So ev- everything is a thing to them. It's an it's a asset to them, you know? It's either yeah. an, everyone's an asset or a liability. That's pretty yeah. much it. And it's like, you owe me, I own you. Exactly. Uh do what I love I say. you. This yeah. is equal sex partnership. Exactly. <laughs> I finish when you're lucky. Yeah. But no, Doc has plenty of terrible things to say about um, Carol yeah, and right, her right. husband and all that yeah. stuff because she she goes after seemingly everyone. Well, and th- they pull the classic move where they go to Congress. Yes. And then <laughs> get everyone to take pictures with the cats. Yeah. And then Carol shows up and she's like, "Well, they all took pictures with cats. So yeah. why are they going to vote against right. what I'm trying to say? Because yeah. then it can get thrown in their face." Because now she's like, "Because now they've experienced it, and I'm just going to seem like this stuck up old asshole that's trying to, you know, because they've well, already been converted. Like, oh, they're just bringing kitties well, around. Also, and, if they you know, vote and go, this is terrible, then they right. go, well." Ten minutes ago, you just took oh, a photo. Sorry, yes, that yeah. They thing. basically do the cult thing, yeah, where they force you exactly. into some illegal, basically an illegal act, right? Have you on camera or recorded, and then yeah. yes, use it against you. Right. In the like, future. oh, yeah. you're gonna go against it. Well, here's right. all this documentation that shows you, right, actively and enjoyingly participating. And a a big fact about Carol is that she was gang raped at knife point at 14 years old by three men. So. Yeah. They mentioned that she's like, "Oh, I, I was raped, you know, by three men at night." Like, not that it wasn't didn't affect her, but you're like, "Oh, like she she then married a guy at seventeen who abused the shit out of her." Yeah. Then she left him for the guy that she ended up having all the controversy with, 
right. um, with, with per- potentially killing him or him faking his own death to get all right. his millions. Um, and then she married, uh, what's his face? Is it Howard? Howard I Baskin. Think it's yeah. Howard. Who she's with to this day. Wait, um, so what's, the guy what that's was pictured, her last name before? Did she take his name or did he take hers? I don't know if we ever saw that. I don't. Hmm. I, I don't know if we ever saw is the there, last there's name. There's no wiki or something of like. It's all I'm just curious. Say. Yeah, because Baskin, Baskin. As the picture we posted on our Carol story. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she that got bitch, that bitch has 31 flavors of bullshit. Well, I was <laughs> gonna say everyone. She has made 31 here. flavors out of her husband that she fed to all them kids. <laughs> um, fed them to a cat. God, she's oh my God, she is 60. in. Holy shit. Oh, sorry. These are the episodes. I, oh, I was oh, like, she's oh. in like seven projects yeah. about this. Um, at least IMDb doesn't say anything about that. Okay. But you don't know to Wikipedia yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. But um, but yeah, so but she understandably has, you know, as she maybe as she hopefully found confidence in her life, right, also is gonna be a huge crusader against these men that are doing her wrong. Yeah. Which is understandable, but at the same time, like it, it made me wonder where it's like I understand that she wants to end what she sees as animal abuse, but if she would have just done her own thing this whole time and just helped, you know, she could have led by example, but no, her and her husband, her late, her third husband, it's like a part of their day every day is to go after these people. At one point, Howard, her husband's like, I mean, it it started out with, we found a program that would, you know, multiply emails and we would send about 25 to 50 emails a day harassing these people to stop and then it was about a thousand emails a day well, and I we've, thought they we've would... gotten it up to where it's about five thousand emails a day sent out to and like just harassing the shit out of these people's inboxes till they're like well i thought you know, it was that they could also not necessarily program but they had enough followers to email the malls and they and did because they were like we could get it up to a few hundred people emailing the malls right and now it's thousands they did but then they also talk about how they still have a program that multiply they basically spam these people so i thought when they said program meaning like people not like a hacking program oh no i think they have a software that oh, does okay. it all the time <laughs> but uh but I'm, I'm sure you're right in the sense because that was the 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 funniest thing about all this is that all of these like Joe's cult-like followers are his employees. Right. Um, Doc Antle's cult-like followers are both his fans, like his consumers and yeah. his wives. So your sister, we can say, is a docker. Exactly. <laughs> a dry docker. Yeah. Um, she didn't get in with the aquatic animals. It was just the land animals. Yeah. But she <laughs> she was still with her husband at the time, trying to feed him to a cat so she could stay with Doc. But she... Uh, uh. Yeah, she didn't make the cut, so would change her name uh, from Laura to Loksha or yeah. whatever. Because all <laughs> all of his wives had just slightly more exotic sounding versions of their own name. Like yeah. his his Italian wife, as he calls her, is was Renee and is now Rajni. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, well, but, yes, <laughs> but then uh, uh, so yeah, Joe's Joe's cult is his imp- his employees. Uh, Docs are his wives and his customers, right. and then. Carol's are her volunteer crew, or she right. has hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, she's taken of up volunteers. that crusade like very strong. Yes. Like she is, and they all have to pay to be volunteers. Like they have uh, to pay for this course where you have to like do this certain amount of training. Then you have to buy this shirt. Then you have yeah. to buy this stuff. Then you're a green shirt for a year. Then you're a yellow shirt for two years. And yeah. it's just like, and I, that's where I'm like, she, she's. It's tough because they're like, oh, she's got her her fucking millions down there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but she's also not like. Buying a bunch of weird shit right. and guns and meth, <laughs> right. like yeah. she's she seems to be living in a nice house. So maybe that was from her yeah. late but it's, husband. But it's one nice house, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe all this money she's getting from donations right. is what she then 
maybe actually is putting into these lawsuits right. and ways to battle fucking yeah. all these people. Yeah, and again, you can tell the the one thing about the about cat people, about the crazy cat lady or whatever yeah. as Joe, you know, they're all crazy cat people. They love those fucking animals, right? They might have a weird they might have weird limitations or lack of limitations about that love, but she loves those animals and is is obsessed and I and the yeah. biggest thing is identifies with them. Yeah. And so she has these like very big cages and things like that, but yeah, and then you and then you can see in the documentary that Joe's a fucking liar because yeah. he's like, look at these pictures I took. Yeah, that little cat, that that big ass cat has to put his head in this little cage to get water. Yeah, she made a shelf for them to get right. water, and meanwhile they have a giant cage with trees and all these other things right, right, in right. there, so that he's not stuck in this ca- like a like a calf feeding force exactly. feeding yeah. veal cage or something. Well, and also but that's how he's trying to paint it. That's how they feed the cats because it's like, oh, this cat now can eat in solace, right? right? Like. Is that right? Is that to say that? Yeah. Right? Um, Solitude, solace. Yeah. So it can just sit there and mow on the meat. Where right. then, because then it shows another clip where it's like Joe hucking a random piece also, of meat. Also, stay tuned for our new podcast, Mow on the Meat, uh, exactly. with our friend Mo. He's going to help us review all the meat that Steve smokes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. Mm, this one's Thanks, good, Mo. But not so good. <laughs> Mo is just us. One yeah. of us at any given time. <laughs> I am Mo. We are Mo. <laughs> all yes. Mo is dumb. Oh, Mo. <laughs> Oh, someone talk about me over here? <laughs> I got meth. <laughs> um, but so like, I got milk? Meth. Oh. <laughs> I and got milk. milk. <laughs> My downstairs milk. Um, but it's like, oh, we're going to feed the cats. And like again, Joe's just chucking a quarter piece of yes. meat. Yeah. And the cats have to fight for it. So right. they are, aren't all getting an equal yeah. feed. He, he, he has these... So These those isolated cats, things are right. good. So the cat's like, okay, I get food. my quarter portion. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's scenes later on when things start going downhill. Because the first handful of years, it seems like there are the paired, you know, the bonded pairs or, you know, there's three or four of these cats that are family or friends or whatever in a cage. Everything seems pretty good at Joe's place. Yeah. And he throws these big chunks of meat, cow, whatever, and they all get their big ass chunk and they're fine, yeah, right? Yeah. But later on, he has dozens and dozens of them, like in a cattle farm or a, yeah. or a pig farm or yeah, something. It looks like a herd several times. Like as they're if they're going to be like let into a chute to slaughter or something. Yeah. But they're all fucking fiending back there. Yeah. And then they release a limited amount of meat because they're all worried that they don't have enough meat to feed right. them and money to buy more meat and blah, blah, blah. And also, uh, the meat comes from expired Walmart trash trucks. <laughs> yes. Or dumpsters. I it's say. one of the best cuts in the whole series, which is also kind of sad, is they're going to Doc, Doc Antle. Um, there's also this other guy. I'm going to try to find him real quick. Yeah, but, it's like the guy um, who gets swindled at the end as well. Yes, Tim Stark. Tim right. Stark is another. Oh, he's got all them women too. Because yes. they're all obsessed with Doc <laughs> obsessed having with like. Doc's harem. Yeah. And uh, which just shows that Doc is. In the in the you know in the kingdom of the blind, the one eyed yeah. you know, one and uh, uh, the one eyed man can, is the king or whatever. Yeah. But like he's the best of the best out of these trashy southern right. fucks who are doing right. all this crazy stuff. And so because um, he has his harem, but yeah, this guy Tim Stark's like, I just want to know how he gets all them chicks, man. Yeah. Like it just, woof, I want to know what's going on with them chicks and wives of his, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's crazy that he comes in at the very end with that Jeff Lowe guy. Yeah, and gets um, super fucked. And, and basically builds this whole property and gets fucked out. Right. Builds it himself with I like could all tell, the power tools yeah, and I'm stuff. I'm like, oh, but. this is fucked because he's going to bring all this shit down. Yeah. This other dickhead doesn't want to have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a scene where he's like, well, I got a land, lot of land to move by myself. I'm right. like, oh, he's pissed. Exactly. Like that. That's a sign he's pissed right now. And he's now. the kind of guy that I would, he looks like he has a huge temper on him. Oh, yeah. He's also always holding a monkey <laughs> when yeah. he's in his interviews. Yeah. Looks like, I, I thought it was going to end with like him trying to kill Jeff Lowe or something crazy too. But, right. um, but anyway, um, what were we just fucking talking about? Shit. Uh, the, the meat. The food. Oh, the meat. Yes. Yeah. So. We were talking about. Some, I was gonna go on. Somewhere well, we were talking else. about the Walmart meat, and then Doc Antle. You said something about the rotted meat. Oh, yes, because Doc Antle, the one of the best cuts in the series, is Doc Antle's like. You have to understand. You know, it takes about ten to fifteen thousand dollars a day to, or a month to feed one of these animals. You know, yeah. and then it cuts to Joe Exotic. He's like, I can feed a tiger for three thousand dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what? Like it's just, and and and. It, but you can tell he's not like proud of it. But then. That's one of the. This is the like the most Trailer Park Boy shit of this entire series ever. Is the is the scenes where his employees, who are almost all ex cons, right? They're all they're all living he's, he's, basically in poverty because yeah. they have to. I live love on hiring the, the Mishfitch and whatever, and they they get yeah. paid less than one hundred forty dollars a week. Right. They live in these trailers that have fucking rat infestations and just disgusting. And you know, Kirkham's like. Uh, it gets into a hundred. It gets up to one hundred twenty degrees when you're in there, yeah. and there's one air conditioner for a three room mobile home, right. and those are the nice ones, you know. Yeah. And so uh, it it cuts to them like opening a clothing drawer, and it's like, oh shit, man, it's fucking mouse, yeah. man, you know, it's cow, uh, Coey, Cowie, and uh, yeah. and uh, what's her fucking name, Seffy or Suffy or whatever her name is, uh, Saf um, yeah. with the one arm, but uh, who goes right back to work. Four days later, after right. a fucking amputation, well, I just thought you know take too much heat oh. into the the fucking zoo and can't have the fucking zoo getting no yeah. heat. Could have saved her hand. It would have taken two years of reconstructive surgery, but could have saved her hand. And she said, "Nope, just cut it off." I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't want a lot of press. Right <laughs> at the hospital, time right. about how I'm still in the hospital. Um, so. But uh, yeah, it cuts to the Walmart expired meat truck. Yeah, and this becomes. Some not all because they have full on goats and cows like delivered in, to a certain extent, yeah. especially in the first few years of when the, right. the the zoo is, I guess, successful, doing well, um, and uh, but yeah, doing well at the expense of these kinds of employees and yeah, shit like yeah. that. But uh, but then yeah, you see this truck that is just endless amounts of packaged and unpackaged meat because yeah. there's one scene where there's a mountain of meat that looks like the triceratops shit in Jurassic Park. <laughs> And it's just well, raw it's all, meat in a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, plastic wrapped and stuff. <laughs> and they're fucking, these, yeah. they're like picking through it. And they're like, oh, so, oh I'm going to have some of the chicken yeah. tonight, whatever. And it's, it's like, what the, the fuck? The best is like, uh, <laughs> so one he tries to claim, he's like, this is all meat because oh, people yeah. go to the counter, <laughs> yes. can't pay for it, so they have to yeah. throw it away. You know, when you go up to, to that cash register and your car gets declined or you decide <laughs> not to take it. As soon as that meat's off that coal cabinet, that coal yeah. shelf, they can't sell it no more. So right, right. it becomes, and I'm like, no, that's <laughs> one. If that's true, there's not that much yeah. meat where this happens. Because Kirkham like, straight up goes, oh, he's feeding these people expired meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the one guy who like runs the zoo is like, I fucking had a, a answered Nad and Craigslist, and I was yeah. like. Fuck, I don't know. I guess, yeah. but now it's like uh, you know, I get to pet these cats and eat badass cuts of meat. <laughs> that badass, badass cuts. <laughs> he says that really. 
badass cuts of meat. Fucking cook up. He's like, damn, I'm gonna cook that up myself tonight. I'm taking yeah. that. He's like, I'm taking that home. Badass cuts of meat. <laughs> like, a rib eye uh, or something. Yeah, four week old like, wagyu. Like you know, well, fake what wagyu does meat. Walmart have right. that's a badass cut of meat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the two the two big I mean staff is one of them for sure, but the other two main employees at the GW Zoo at, at, at Joe Exotic Zoo, and his zoo is named for his dead brother. It's right. like George Wilson because he started in the mid nineties. Tom Zhao or yeah. some shit, but yeah, Does, I can't uh, remember how did he pass away. It was a car accident. Or some, something? I think it was a car accident. Yeah, because uh, it was a sudden death that happened. Right. But uh, but yeah, the other the other the two main like kind of managers are. John Ranky, Ranky as he keeps calling him, and Eric Cowie. So Ranky, <laughs> you first see him has no legs below the the, the knee and has these oh, yeah. like horror movie clown yeah. prosthetic legs. It's like the classic just trashy race clowns like Oh yeah, these fucking scary clowns yep. are sick. Because then you Which find he out, out he, he, exactly, he is into the racing world. He's into like some sort of like dirt Ugh. stock car racing. Yep. Like I've been to a lot of races. I'm like, I feel like I've seen that before, but because <laughs> it's not like sprint cars or, right. or or quarter midgets or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> one quarter, yeah, quarter midget. Midgets. Actually, well, it's midgets. The quarter midgets are tiny, but <laughs> I figure, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're actually, uh, way bigger. Yeah, than... <laughs> it's kind of odd. It's backwards. Uh, yeah. You know, outlaw racing where they have a right. wing. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, he's into some sort of racing shit. Yeah, he has a uh, and and he he's he basically owns up. He seems like a nice guy, but it's that he and this guy Coey or Cowie, they're like they don't seem like hardcore drug addicts. They might seem like stoners, like like just weed yeah. guys or something. But they seem just like people whose potential was fucking throttled at like sixteen years old. Yeah, like probably grew up with like abusive household or broken home or whatever. Did some petty crimes. But then we're smart enough to go like I, I just got to get a good job and like figure it out. Yeah. I just got to get. But they are like the true trailer park boys, where yeah. they're just like nice enough. They don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. But they're still kind of just like floating through life and hoping that good things happen to them and living on this know. like I'm gonna kind of do illegal shit. Exactly. Yes. And like always be scamming to yes. like get cash. Yes. Hence the mall visits and all right. these things yeah. of like yeah these are very cash heavy yeah, kind yeah. of like. Everything's a scheme Not or a scam. illegal, but it's, yeah, scammy. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, that's just what the whole, this whole system is built on. Yeah. They're all, they're all illegally hired there. They yeah. all have a place to live at least. They probably have drugs if they wanted. Again, they don't seem like drug guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, they seem like nice guys. But the, the, the craziest thing to me, and also like the saddest thing, is throughout this whole series, every time Joe's employees are on screen – they are loyal to him like he's their fucking a 30 year the pastor of their church for 30 years right. that like helped them get through addictions and all that like yeah. they like idolize this fucking guy but then at the end they fucking like Coey and and Ranky they testify against him like no problem like the guy Coey seems like it kind of ate him up a little bit because mm-hmm. but at the same time he's like I can't go to jail I don't want to right. get arrested or lumped in yeah. so it just, it's it's a sad statement about they're still Sadly, all in it for themselves. Ultimately, right. Joe was just the one that, for a, a good amount of years, gave them a fucking roof over their head, and well, ex- but also ex- at, at understanding they were being exploited by him, right? But accepting it because he he like protected them and yeah. nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it was when it was good for them, it was good, right? And then Joe just 
got too crazy, probably meth didn't yeah, help. Right. <laughs> going against uh Carol Bassett. Um Baskin. Baskin. And she, you know, stupid fucking bitch, I'm gonna hire someone to kill her. Yeah. And like he just went down I'm this gonna road. cut your fucking throat, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it was all it was either her name specifically or the animal rats people. And yeah, it's like yeah. if you're an animal rat people, you ain't welcome in my zoo. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh but yeah, it's just I think they were like, dude, you like of all this shit that's fucked up, you somehow fucked it up. Exactly. Like, and I think (laughs) that's what they were mad because they're like, he he, to them he was being selfish by like going on this tirade against her, which then spun them on this course of like, now he's got to pay a million dollars in fees he can't, so now he has to scramble for money. Right. And that then leads him down this path where he has to deal with this dickhead from Vegas who then fucks him out of the place, and then he fucks all them. So it's like, dude, if you wouldn't have, if you would have just calmed down a little bit, exactly, yeah. He reminds me of another person who I used to go to conventions with who did meth mm. in uh, Seattle. Uh-huh. He reminds me a lot of him. Uh. Like, if he, like, just very egotistical, very yeah. loud, very self-destructive. Like, yeah. if he had some success and didn't do some other things, I feel like him and and Joe Exotic are very similar yeah, yeah. in that way. Because both of them are super smart in their own yeah, way, they, too. Yeah. They just applied themselves in all of these self-destructive and or illegal right, things, right. you know? Because um, then you just keep you keep digging yourself into this hole you can yeah. never get out of. And then it's everyone's fault, and then you just start right. burning bridges because you're just chucking everyone under the bus. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the self-destructive part. And then you hook up with other self-destructive people like this Jeff Lowe guy. So, right. Oh, like you were saying, such a fucking piece of shit. Like you were saying, Joe loses this huge court case and has to pay all these fines to Carol Bashkin and... Yeah. Uh, or to the state or some hey, shit. She you know? learned the social media first. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're all yeah, Doc Antle, who seems sharp enough that he would know how to promote his shit or have one of his wives do it or something. Yeah. But he I was I think he was so Hollywood that he couldn't <laughs> he he totally missed the boat. So Hollywood. <laughs> no, you're probably right. Yeah. No, because he he the one thing that he admits that Carol does very well is that she figured literally this quote she oh she figured out social media first i mean before any of us were doing it right. you know and and uh, that was the key in to her 2013 <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, she posts videos of like, herself on her bike every day. Yeah. Like a bicycle, not a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, um, and Does, that, like, a daily update on YouTube. Or and that bike something. trail was where she was supposed to have gotten, planned to have gotten killed. Right. But then you kind of find out the guy that was going to do it never was going to do it in the first place. And all, right, right. Or at least that's what he said in court <laughs> right, to right. keep himself from... Uh, being incriminated from yeah. keeping himself from yeah. incriminating himself, but because uh, someone posted a thing with uh, Joe Exotic saying, "I'm going to tell my kids this was Diplo," <laughs> uh, so with uh, the tattooed husband, yeah. I want to post a thing that says, "I'm going to tell my kids this was Post Malone." In that polo shirt, yeah, fucking, like yeah. the stupid shit. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's funny. Like the first the first four episodes are not even not the simplest but they're like it's it's there's so much foundation laying and it's such a usually that's boring right it's like oh here's all this exposition about the main characters of the story but that is like the best part not that any of it's ever boring at all but as soon as it hits episode five that's where everything changes five out of seven because that's when all the all of Kirkham's footage burns down. Right. All of these alligators that were also in that studio died yeah. with it. It's kind of like a race up until that point. You're yes, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who to go for. Right. I don't know who's going to win. That's true. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And yeah. Then it starts going. Oh, 
now it starts solidifying right. like okay shit's going down <laughs> yeah. for joe right and who know the other people they're gonna fall where they fall but yeah. joe's getting fucked it's it's right yeah the, the structure of this thing is crazy i was telling my wife that i was like i'm I'm fascinated, but I can't relax while watching this because only about the first 20 minutes of episode one are like the first act of a movie. Right. The ep- the last part of episode one through episode five are act three. <laughs> it's like yeah. the climax. It's all leading up to this insane fever dream. And then the last two episodes are this fucking are, are like the final battle right, right. and then it, but it's like then and that's even extended out for that final battle too yeah. so it's all the most stressful parts of a story all the fucking time right 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 because you're constantly going no that's not yeah, how yeah. it works joe or no doc yeah. you, you're fucking scumbag or oh god carol why are you yeah you're digging your, you're making yourself look like a crazy right. woman you might here be and, good you know. but you're really not doing well for yourself yeah also i don't i don't think i think that guy i think her her husband mm-hmm. skipped out to costa rica or yeah. wherever the fuck oh, he yeah. went to bang some I don't think down she killed there. him. Yeah, I don't think she killed him. I think she did fuck with the the documents though. Yes. around saying oh, if yeah. I disappear and like I think yeah. she went and fucked with things. Her so and her weird cult like Christian family too. exactly. Yeah, she definitely fucked with things so she could benefit, not get screwed over. Right. But he definitely smuggled all of his gold because right. he fucking talked about how he had gold bars, buried places, exactly. cash, yep. things that people didn't know about. One yeah, person said his handyman this, is on this and worth another. His handyman's on quite a bit. Carol Bashkin's yeah. uh, ex husband, and so. And even he was like, oh, he had fucking money buried everywhere. And, yeah. and so, and the fucking guy literally said, if I can pull this off, it'll be like the greatest trick ever or something right, like right, that. Right. And so I don't think she killed him, but she definitely, in a very mean way, it, it seemed needlessly mean the way she fucked with his first wife and children, like the daughters, because they're they're a fucking sad looking bunch too. It's like well, these- But they're in a nice house. So I'm no, like, I know. Like It's not like, like they're poor, but it's just like- at the same time, like, I mean, and I kept, every time they were on screen, I was like, the brunette daughter looks older than the mother that she's sitting Yeah, I'm like, this is like a very old group of people Yeah, here. they look like, like an old bunch of fucking, you know, well, cribbage player friends her or something. He picked in the 80s? Plumber friends. <laughs> they hooked up in the yes. 80s, right? So that daughter must have been born. When in she this... was 17. Yeah, so. Walking, because she had just gotten in a fight with her husband, an abusive right. fight. Was walking out on him. He here's how they met the yeah. the husband that she supposedly killed. He pulls up to her. He's in his forties at this point. Pulls up to her in his truck because he had gotten in a fight or something with his wife. Yeah. Sees this like pretty seventeen year old woman walking down the street. Says, "Hey, can I give you a ride somewhere?" And she's like, "Oh no, I'm you know whatever." He drives around two more times and she refuses to get in his truck each time. He then drives up a third time. With, an, with a handgun on the passenger seat and says, here, you can hold this gun to my head. I just need someone to talk to. Yeah, and I'll drive you wherever you need to go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how romantic. Like yeah. That is the scummiest fucking, most insanely narcissistic fucking thing I've ever heard of right, in my life. Right, like, right. it's so fucking weird. Yeah. And it's going to be sad because there are probably people that go, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, Or I know. remember when that happened to yeah. me. <laughs> all, it, yeah. And you know who it is? It's all the people... That on their old MySpace profiles, Boondock Saints was their favorite Stupid. movie, and they had tattoos of Boondock Saints. Every fucking person that was obsessed with Boondock Sorry, Saints I was on MySpace, you were gonna say the Boondocks, which is that weird <laughs> anime, right? The the black centric yeah, show, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> everyone that likes fucking Family Guy yeah, is gonna know. Uh, 
Do you want no. another beverage or yes, I'm, yes, I'll I go do. You, you you go on this point. I no, I do not. Not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's like it, that's the sad thing is like their love was she was running from abuse, went straight back into kind of a weird, not a physical abuse, but seemingly an emotional abuse, um, and because it seemed like she's that's how she got wrapped into his um, obsession with cats and and exotic animals, his obsession with money and breeding them and all that stuff. The the clips of her on the v, the VHSs that I have right here uh, are just like, now when you have an ocelot like this, you need to assure yourself that it has these markings. Yeah. And, da, 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 and it's like She's all this like a, shitty she, breeding stuff, you know. But. Right, because she, she doesn't have any kind of zoology degree no. or actual she veterinary just loves degree. These <laughs> yeah, she just is like, well, I'm going to act smart like I right. know what I'm talking about and right. dealt with these things. But right. Uh, I don't know shit, really. And, and it is gross that Doc Antle and Joe do breed these animals. Now, <laughs> they think they're doing the Lord's work because you're like, what's the number one thing? Or maybe it was Doc that said this. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, you know, all these animals are on the fucking endangered species list. What's the first thing you fucking do to get them off the endangered species list? You make more of them. And it's like, well, yeah, but. Are you breeding yeah. them correctly? I mean, they, are they like, in the wild? Like, right. part of the reason you don't want something to go extinct is because of the ecosystem. Because it like, smells so bad. Exactly <laughs> that old stinkerino. Uh, but it's like these animals are part of uh, a pyramid, uh, an ecosystem. Like that's the bigger problem. Goofus pyramid, okay. nine inches. Yes, uh, the tigers actually built <laughs> Joe Exotic's zoo five thousand years ago. We find. <laughs> Old remnants, twenty miles away. How could you do that if you did not have an excavator, right. which he did not have? At the now, time. if you use lidar technology on Carol Baskin's Flo- Tampa Bay, Florida <laughs> swamp, Hello, which is crazy that it was like like literally on the border of a swamp, like her whole property. Yeah, and ligers aren't allowed to be made either. Yes, but they exactly. Got yep. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't like calling them ligers, but because <laughs> they're, they're not, but po- they're a liger. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Because you're not allowed to have them, <laughs> but it's a liger, <laughs> and like one of those, some of those definitely seem like downy uh, tigers. Because that's the problem with inbreeding, like the Down syndrome. Oh, Down syndrome tiger. tiger. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. But then there's that one tiger where it's like almost no stripes and orange blotches and like yeah, almost yeah. white blondish. Yeah, I'm hair. like, what kind of crossbreeding are you doing? Yeah, here? I'm like, this is either inbred or crossbred right. or both. Um, I think they crossbred it with powder. Exactly. The kid with the electromagnetic powers. Yeah, and I, I prefer sourdough bread than crossbred, but that's just me. <laughs> Hot crossbred buns, exactly. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I was going to say something, too. Now I can't remember. <laughs> Carol Baskins. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and Michael Jordan, he's yeah. always thinking them Carol Baskets <laughs> whenever he played floor. Draining threes. Yeah. <laughs> now we was draining threes too every yeah, night. Okay. My two husbands. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so oh, so another another insane part. I mean, that's kind of the whole. It's not the whole narrative, but uh, as we're kind of looping around over and over, the other the other biggest plot point is that this guy Jeff Lowe, who literally dresses like that one fucking hair metal band guy that was kind of popular in like the early two thousands on reality shows. Um, which is the fucking classic Vegas bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bandana. The Rock of Love. Yes. What was Ex- Yes. Brett, not Brett Hart. Brett Michael Michaels. Hart, Brett Michaels. Yeah. With the fucking, the bandana under the big flat brim hat that's like slightly higher up. 
This fucking guy, Jeff Lowe, it is says, a, like Long Beach. Yes. <laughs> or Oakley. Or yeah. The the main hat was the Oakley hat, and then he had yeah. he added long well, some shit too. Leather, yeah. And he it's like he wore the same clothes every scene he was in. He seemed like he's one of those like kids in school that was like kind of a bully but just really boring at the same time and like trashy because some yeah. bullies were trash monsters. he has the fucking beady eyes that he oh here's here's who he looks like the actor who plays jigsaw in the fucking saw movies um who was also a little <laughs> puppet that rides around on the yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> but not you joe yeah. <laughs> some people own tiger zoos hey. and they abuse the animals and they don't <laughs> make money but not I, you <sighs> Not anymore. <laughs> You're my number one guy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I kind of hated the Saw movies because I'm like... I only saw the first one. And I saw the first one uh, when like... Tobin Bell. Everyone on the chat, look up Tobin Bell. <laughs> That's what Jeff... You can also look up Jeff Lowe, but look right. up Jeff Lowe and Tobin Bell. That's yeah. what they look like. He also he, was in a bit part in a movie I didn't get to fucking finish yesterday because we were watching it during lunch and then my uh-oh. whole day at work exploded. We were watching Boiling Point with Wesley Snipes mm. and... Uh, um, Dennis Hopper mm-hmm. and Tobin Bell plays like a, a guy in prison who made counterfeit money that's like the center mm-hmm. of the whole crime in the movie and I was like oh that's that guy but I was like that guy looks like fucking Jeff Lowe too right, but right, right. This, it's like his whole face is like a little bird face and, in the middle yeah. of a big egg skull and that very perfectly groomed yes. goatee of like definitely shaved all around and then the length is like perfect yes. like the guy's just fucking disgusting Everything, every his he has the same outfit every day, and yet it always looks pristinely clean. Which you're right. like, do you then have like seven versions, exi- seven samples of all yeah, these yeah. clothes? I don't know. But he has a, a a very pretty wife who he also treats like shit. But they yeah. have an open relationship. But he, of course, seems more into it than she does, as right. it always is is the case. Gets her pregnant, and then they, he's like showing pictures of the oh, babysitter, the like nanny he's they're going gonna hire, to be fucking her, right? Who looks like just a, like a hot Latina maid, well, or because he's like going you know? through all of them. He's like, check them out. Uh huh. Like he's like, yeah. I mean, if I was gonna, that was the deal. If you know, if we we're gonna have a living nanny, that I get to pick them. You know. Yeah. It's like, ugh. So they just seem disgusting. disgusting. Um, he's he is the only. Well, Joe almost seemed like he's gonna abuse an animal on camera, but. That guy straight up, but that guy gets in a fight with a lion, and of of course the lion fucking outweighs him by like seven times his weight and whatever. I'm sure the lion that was fine, but he just he basically like Brazilian jiu jitsu like wrestles him. He like puts his fucking forearm in his throat because he starts playing too hard and biting him, and he gets all pissed off because first they're he and his wife are like, "What are you doing? Come on!" Like he seems to be like an exotic animal guy too, but again, he really is the Vegas guy. Like he's a Vegas guy. Who Joe Which, Exotic's like? I didn't know that you know Jeff was renting his mansion out. And I yeah. didn't know he didn't own that Hummer. Well, he was behind <laughs> on his Ferrari payments. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he wears like a Ferrari hat or yeah. something to it. Some sold point. sold uh, Ranky a stolen Hummer. That's where I conflated the two. No, 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 no. He he didn't sell him the stolen Hummer. That was the big fat guy who oh, has the strip James, club. Yeah, that was. Who James I was just something. thinking. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. we haven't even talked about that guy. You're right. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, in Vegas, he tries to bring all the cats out and do a cat tour in a bus. Exactly. Exactly. And he's like, well, and that didn't end well. And then it cuts and moves on. I'm like, what happened? How did it not end <laughs> you know, well? I go to there Vegas. Was like, there was like 110 people on these buses. And I'm like, yeah. how did this not work? You yeah. Know? I'm like, oh, my he God. Would, someone must was, have got attacked or something. He was smuggling big cat cubs in suit, rolling suitcases up yeah. to the fucking hotel room. And he'd get all these whores and chicks and club girls and whatever yeah, yeah. to come fuck his wife. Because that's what was really interesting, though, was learning about the industry of big cats and exotic animal yeah. zoos. But also that, like... All of these fucking people 
use the exoticness of these animals as a drug. Yeah, that's what they all say. You know? They're like, this just, is a power plane. This yeah. is how you can be seen as as you're kind of almost stealing their essence, mm-hmm. right? Like this big cat is mystical and right. this power, and because you control it, you then have that power exactly. and that allure. So. Even though they're, so they're admitting they're these mega, megalomaniacal fucking assholes, right. but then also trying to c- convince you that they're super nice and love these animals and like all yeah. this shit. Um, James like, Garretson is the big fat how guy. How do you pull that move off? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Hey, you want to come back to my room? I I got a big cat up there. Oh my god, really? What do you mean, like a like a twenty pound fat cat? Yeah, it it. You know what lions are? Did you eat frosted flakes as a kid? Oh my god, that's my favorite fucking cereal. Yeah, I I got one. It it's like a kitty, but they're called cubs. It's not. It's not just a guy named Tony. No, no. Somebody pulled that prank on me last week. No, no. He's got stripes, and he's it's a little different. Oh my god. So if you want to come up to my room and fuck, I mean, uh, check out this cub. Oh, that sounds amazing. Kitty. I'll fuck around with the cub. Okay, just like okay, let's get out of this club, this club, oh and go god. go pet a cub. Huh. All right, Kesha. All right, Tanya. I'm gonna okay. go. Okay. No club, just cubs. Let's go. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> and like, how how does how's that? A that thing? is. Pr- <laughs> That is oh god, Roger, Roger. Uh, Wait, why is this all? <laughs> why do these sound effects not work? <laughs> You're just randomly turning dials now. <laughs> well, it's not working now. Uh oh. Oh, there. I'm kind of back. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, back up. It was Wait. that bottom left corner one. There we go. So, yes. No, but why is it stuck on this? Okay, try now. Oh god damn it! <laughs> it's a little walkie talkie esque. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, Pikachu. There we go. That's pretty normal. No, it's not. <laughs> Something's wrong. Why did it do Something's that? wrong. I guess. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's like, a, it's like, ah, there we go. Now there's less of that, like, No, it's ocean still sound. teeny sounding. It's not as bad, though. I'm going to, I'm going to pause one second. Okay. One I'm second. I'm going to piss. Oh, my God. <laughs> That club was sick. Over and out. <laughs> but again, it's like, I don't know, yeah, how you pull that off, like, because they're in Vegas wheeling these cubs up yeah. to the room, but then they had that bus where it was literally a bus that you went bar to bar right? and also then pet cubs. I This guy, they never really explained, like, Joe Exotic as a white trash man just keeps saying, like, oh, I got a little muffled there. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Keep trying fi- to. It was fine. Before. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, there it is. He he's like he's like yeah this guy Joe's a big hot shot businessman in Vegas and like what does that mean? Hey, he's got the cash from back. It seems like he just owes money to the mob or something like that. Like well, I don't yeah, understand. He pulls out a cashier's check of thirty five thousand dollars mm-hmm. and that owes money all over town. And right. Yeah. Just he's just a fucking grifter. Yeah. And this guy James Garretson, this you know uh, long hair Matt <laughs> yeah. uh, in the episode he. He becomes this. I, st- I still sound muffled again. You're fine. I think you're fine. I know. That's a little better. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's there fine. we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know the sharpness of my own voice, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he kind of comes in like he's in the very first episode in that montage where he's like, "Oh, cat people are fucking weird" or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't come in until Jeff Lowe really comes in. But he becomes this like I don't want to say like agent of chaos because he's not, but he. I can't even remember. He he knows Jeff, right? 
Like he gets in through the Jeff, strip club guy, James Garretson. Yeah, he was a strip club owner yeah. and like an, a, just a general business owner know. who then owns a weird auto parts slash children's toy warehouse with will, a lemur in it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like not like a collectible shop, but just an mm-hmm. odds and ends kind of. Yeah, like, like a weird. Make, not a pawn shop because it looks too nice, but, but I like, think he probably buys like storage units right. and all this other type of dumb shit, or perhaps even like a not directly stolen goods, but maybe he's like the fifth or sixth down in a line of stolen things. So it's right. like it's not hot anymore. Yeah, but he was the one who sold the 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 Hummer. Yes, exactly. Which so. apparently was stolen, but he's like, I never sold no stolen Hummer. You see him he's sold driving to, that Hummer. Around. He sold it to Ranky, the guy with the prosthetic legs. Exactly. Which uh the wise men said he thought they were ICP legs. Yeah. <laughs> Probably were. Um, no, I I know my ICP. Yeah. <laughs> These were not any of the Jekyll cover art. Okay. <laughs> uh but yeah, he's just kind of this weird, like I, I don't know, he's odd. Because I think he helps Jeff invest in the zoo or something like that, but then he gets out of it or something. I don't yeah. know. It's never I'm never really clear on it, but Well, he, he was trying to get in on the new zoo. That's oh that's right. And yeah, then yeah. he gets fucked because he's like, Yeah, well, I tipped you off to the FBI right. and I told you what to say and that they were looking for you. Now you're right. free to go build this new zoo and you're not gonna cut me in. That's what and he's okay. like, Well, just because you help me doesn't mean I fucking owe yeah. you anything. This guy Jeff is like a like a cruel narcissist, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Like he's a cruel human being and somehow failed upward in his life because he doesn't that's what's funny he seems like a tim and eric side character he doesn't right. see he's not like he handsome house yeah he's not handsome he's not even like magnetic he's a very boring dull person when he talks yeah he's he's putting on yeah he, he's just like i mean well i'm over here doing this and i, I don't know why he would expect this from me and you're yeah. like but then it cuts to all these scenes where He's bitching Joe out, right. and you kind of feel bad for Joe because well, then he also lackey too, and then he has his lackey recording all these conversations right. as if he's doing his own. Basically, he knew that his, his I guess he's actually the agent of chaos. Like right. his life is just one explosion to the next. It oh, seems yeah. like that he that he purposefully um, sets the sets the charges for along the way. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's like, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Cause he's not really interesting, but it's interesting that Joe, like, like all of his, that's when I guess to your point, his staff started like not trusting Joe anymore where they're right. like, they fucking looked up to, or he looked, Joe looked up to Jeff and he idolized him and thought he was the right. coolest guy. And then everything got fucked up from there. Yeah. And, uh, and then, but then they all turned on Joe when, uh, long story short, after like oh, a year, year that, and a half. Well, that's how ahead. he tricked. That's what it was. He tricked him into. Joe giving him the – so basically he fronted 35K so the lawyers right. would stick around. Oh, right, right. Then he's like, oh, well, if you put the – Because of the Carabashkin exactly. settlement case. Because he was yeah. like, if you put the the park in my name, they have to restart their whole legal right. process. Right. So that will fuck them. And Joe's like, oh, right. yeah, fuck her. Right. Let's do that. And then yeah. now it's in this dickhead Jeff. So he's like, right. all right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I think is, – is it in the midst of all that? I think it's 2016. So 2015 – is when Joe decides to run for political office. Right, that too. So there's a whole segment of that where then you get basically Rick Kirkham, um, you know, my entire fucking retirement burned down in that right, studio right, fire right. and with those alligators. And so he's off this documentary right. at episode five. The last two episodes have a new character, which is a young, nerdy-looking dude 
uh, in his 20s-ish that worked as a manager at Walmart right. that used to sell Joe all of his explosives, ammunition, and guns. Right. And he became his campaign manager, which this kid says is his, was his dream job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was my dream job. That's what I was looking for. Like, political... oh, you're not like a college student right. or an intern. Like maybe something. he had a conversation with Joe and he's like, oh, I'm a poli-sci major or yeah. whatever. Like, I don't know. But uh, he becomes his campaign manager and he sticks with it for like two years, like with Joe, because he even almost starts Joe's 2020 presidential campaign before then everything goes to shit and Joe goes to prison. But uh, he uh, he kind of becomes like the another age he kind of replaces Kirkham as the agent of truth in this whole thing yeah. as the source of truth and uh cuz he he seems kind of normal you can tell he's kind of a weirdo too yeah. but he thinks Joe is great in the sense that just like Kirkham that he he literally says if i can get Joe in front of people i have their vote like i yeah, he, yeah, they yeah. will vote for him right, <laughs> but he's right, like right. but there's you know hundreds of thousands of people yeah. in their state and all that stuff right. so uh there, that's kind of a whole thing there's nothing like which he got nineteen percent. Yeah, which is great in the in the gubernatorial race. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he he doesn't get the the primary nomination obviously for president for the president, uh, but, but he for does mayor, get. I think it was for 19, governor or governor. Yeah, sorry. he yeah, gets nineteen percent of the fucking popular vote in yeah. the state of Oklahoma for governor, <laughs> which is insane. I mean, that's yeah. a win in and of itself. Because he was on uh, what's it called, like Daily? No, not Daily Show, but the other show, like Daily. Last show. week tonight, yeah, with John Oliver, right, yeah. right. And he was like, "Oh, this, you know, is this Joe person. Exotic and yeah. whatever." But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's a little more Robin Lynch, than <laughs> John Oliver. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to these Joe Exotic houses of the rich and famous. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, so uh, in the midst of all that is when things start falling apart with Jeff Law. Whatever they open up a Jeff wants to open up. A pizza restaurant yeah. on, at the zoo uses the Walmart that they're meat. using the Walmart meat for, and Joe, Joe, it's, it's best fucking pizza in town. <laughs> it's sad because Joe has begun to drink his own Kool Aid, yeah. for stuff, and then you're like, ah, oh, it sucks, and so, and then the whole reason, I mean, I'm just because we're kind of going through the whole thing, Which but the whole reason sounds I'm, like Mark the Bagger, a little oh, bit yeah, too. A little, yeah, <laughs> Southern Mark the Bagger, yeah, because uh, let's face it. Pennsylvania is like the south of the eastern of seaboard. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of scruffy looking hardy people out there. Um, but yeah. uh, but anyway, the the campaign manager dude starts talking about the second husband, the Southern California husband, Travis, a lot, and he says, "Yeah, like Travis would fucking. He always had a gun on him. He'd wake me up in the mornings, meaning." This fucking kid was too. living on the fucking right. zoo property too, right. but like wakes him up in the morning going, hey, like with a gun in his face. And then he's like, what the fuck? I told you don't fucking do that. And he's like, don't worry, man. There's no clip in this gun. I told you this type of gun has a clip. Like all this or weird shit. Or it needs a clip to fire. Right. And so it's just like, he's, he's, and so it then cuts to a surveillance, like an, a, a full color surveillance camera. Yeah. Uh, like a corner of the, of the room kind of yeah. thing, like an office cam. Right. And it shows, you can't see his, husband Travis but you see the campaign manager do stand up and he's kind of gesturing he's like whoa 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 he comes in with a gun waving the gun around and then the f- and then you fucking see a boom, flash boom. of light yeah. and two bangs or just and, a bang I think yeah it's just the one and Travis fucking kills himself in this documentary yeah. like and you see like and and the 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 campaign manager kid thinks that maybe he's joking because he's like does the shit all the time but he goes over and you see the look when he realizes he's fucking dead and all the blood, right. I'm sure, and brains is coming on stuff. But like fucking kills himself. And yeah. then 
I think that's really when like Joe lost his mojo or something. I don't know because he's already in it with Jeff Lowe yeah. at that point. But he uh, he's fucking super sad, crying, whatever. Uh, I think that's where you reveal it's revealed that he has the fucking padlocks for his Prince Albert. You right. see him wake up and getting ready for well, the funeral he's going, that he's going yeah. to. So he then does the eulogy at his 21-year-old husband Travis's funeral right. and is <laughs> does a musical number, but in the, in the eulogy in the funeral talks about how that boy has golden balls and he loved swinging them balls for everyone and Every morning, I, he would just rub them balls on my face, and it's like and anyone's face, and anyone here knows his what mother his balls like. and his mother and sister are fucking there, and just yeah. like, and so and the mom's like, "This is the worst thing I went through in my life." I didn't even click on this. That's really weird. The campaign manager guy clicked on his entry in IMDb. His name's Joshua Dial, mm. but uh, um, maybe it's Indrid Cold helping us out. I'm not even kidding at this point, but uh, um, oh, that's a flash of light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seriously, everyone, like, either watch the Twitch video that's still on Twitch for another uh, week and a half or so, but uh, I also just uploaded the audio of the Wednesday night uh, Estes Method session. Yes. But that was that was really crazy. It was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said in the description, it's a, it's a slow burn, but it builds up at the end there. So, um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he dies. Uh, the mom, you know, Travis's mom is on there, says that's the worst thing she ever went through was the fucking funeral and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, Joe gets married to what seems like an actual gay guy, right? Because uh, they were saying that Travis was even like fucking like bartenders well, in the yeah, city, like, like nearby. Oh, he, and... This is when it all comes out. Like the one dude has a wife, the other mm-hmm. dude Travis wasn't really gay. He was banging right. all the chicks in Just the park. Method. Yes, and exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then it's like, okay, now you're starting to feel bad for Joe again a little right. bit. And then he like hooks up with this younger gay guy all, again. All of his fucking husbands are twenty to thirty years younger than him. It's crazy because right, right. he's in his like late fifties, I think he says. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, the new husband his name's Dylan, I think, or something like that. And then right. that's and when he marries Dylan, he's like he like loses the fucking park after that. Jeff takes it from him, um, and uh, that's when you start seeing all of Joe's like. His name changes. He's had like seven fucking name changes right, over the right, year and all right. this crazy shit. And it shows him taking um, a couple of these. Like he basically has the staff in the middle of the night on his last day load up all of these specific cats that he's chosen right. to go and sell off or give to like other zoos or rescues yeah, or something like that. Because what's his face is going to shut everything down. Exactly. And just kick him out basically. Right. And so he sees that coming. <clears throat> Because he, he tells Joe, he's like, if I see you on this zoo, yeah. after this date, I'll shoot you dead or fucking right, something right. crazy. So, um, And it's kind of sad. It's kind of somber. It's like, I think it's the second to last episode where he's like giving away all these cats. This is his last time with his cats. Yeah. He marries he marries this guy, Dylan, less than two months after Travis kills himself. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. Well, and he, he bails out because <laughs> he, he cut, gets money. It cuts to him getting all dressed up and he's like first date since the funeral <laughs> yeah like, and uh, you might think it's like six months or something when it's like a fucking, year yeah, yeah it's like five weeks, weeks yeah <laughs> um but and it, yeah because the one dude bailed because he got the chick pregnant yes. and stuff like that so and then yeah, at this john point, like john finley le- yeah. le- left him and uh, then the last kind of bit is joe rounding up money trying yeah. to sell off cats yeah. to pay this the handyman to be his assassin oh right yes yeah yeah and then so jeff Lowe brings whole... in this guy um alan glover right <laughs> brother of danny son of uh yes. um Loiber. or father of uh 
<laughs> I was gonna say the big Lebowski, the the childish Gambino. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, he's he's this. I I told Steve the other day, he is like um, Daryl and his brother Merle on The Walking right. Dead combined into one person. But he's got a teardrop tattoo. He's been Jeff's like right hand guy for like twenty years or something like that. Probably yeah. done a lot of seedy shit. Did obviously prison time and everything for murder yeah. when he was young. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. Then it becomes this like trifecta of James, like Joe doesn't really become like Joe kind of becomes an outside figure in the show now, mm-hmm. and because now it's really about Jeff and James and Alan Glover, and then Carol, because uh, it all that, it all finally becomes about her planned murder. Right. So um, Alan base so basically Jeff and James and Alan are talking with each other. Um, and also, whenever Alan's on screen, he calls Joe. He he talks about how much he fucking hated working with Joe the whole right. time when when Jeff hired him on, and because uh, Alan basically replaced Ranky as like the manager of the zoo. So, yeah. and that's and then, again, everyone's now been ousted. It's right. new management. This dickhead's bringing in. His yeah, they friends. said they said they Saf says they fired two thirds of the staff like in one day or something. Right. So it's just again kind of a meltdown situation mm-hmm. of new guard. Joe kind of. Joe then didn't protect everyone because they're right. kind of like, yeah, we'll do all this shit work for you and yeah. work for shit prices, yep. but we trust you yeah. to have our best oh, interests. Oh, and here, stay up all night and put all these cats in my van, but then I'll never fucking see you again. Right. You know, right, like, right, fuck right. off, you know? So, um, but yeah, so they're all talking one day about how much they hate Carol. Right. And Joe was there talking to him or whatever and was like, um, and Jeff was there too and was like, Oh man, how much for you to fuck kill Carol or whatever? And he's like, I, I wouldn't do it. Whatever. And then Jeff's, and then it like they keep revealing more of the conversation that right, was recorded. Because Jeff was like illegally recording, yes, or secretly <laughs> recording, uh, which I would assume is illegal. Uh, these conversations right. as well. And so. then there's all. Then he records all these follow up conversations with Alan after, which is where it's revealed that Alan says. I wouldn't fucking kill that bitch for a million dollars from Joe because he fucking right. hated Joe. So, the, right, because that's like the whole episode. You're like of episode like six, I think. He's right, like, right. You're like, why would this guy do anything for any amount of money? He hates Joe. Like, right. I don't know. So, and that's what Joe even says. Like, I didn't fucking try and hire this guy. Yeah. Like, that guy fucking hated me, and I hated him. Why would I trust right. him to do anything like that? Right. So it's again, people are saying like, free Joe. All these things where it's like. He's probably in there for other things. Yes, because <laughs> exactly. they tacked on a bunch of but, stuff in that. But also, case, but. he had over a decade of recorded content, exactly. talking about his desire to kill Carol Baskin. Right, right, right. Which is why he is probably not in jail only for attempted murder. He's right. in for all this other stuff. You yeah. Know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, it gets the last episode gets kind of messy because you're like, because like James is. This guy James is testifying, but you still don't really. I didn't really again until you explained it again to me. I was like, right. you forget how he knows them and all that kind of. It just becomes yeah. kind of muddled in general, yeah. um, and it cuts back a lot to Carol and her husband. You get a fucking real cool scene of Carol's husband going like singing to her. He's like on his <laughs> knee. And he's like, when the sun comes down and the moon goes up, and I can't help but love you. And she's like, oh, you're so crazy. Yeah. Oh and it's God. like this weird yeah. like. Fa- it's it's almost like. And I don't think that uh, Eric Good told them to do that, but it's almost like as if he said, "Hey, act like you guys are in love or like something right, right, fucking right. romantic or something weird." But yeah, um, it wasn't potentially the most natural. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the last episode's a lot about the court case and the testifying. Yeah, and that's where it gets the most sad because like you, it starts coming out that 
Uh, Joe has been accused of euthanizing cubs just like Doc Antle has done. Right. Uh, Joe was uh, accused of euthanizing five adult cats and maybe burying their remains throughout the park, um, either for misbehaving or because they weren't moneymakers anymore, couldn't yeah. afford them or whatever. Shaking that money, man. And, uh, uh, and then all of his former employees, sorry, Cowie and Ranky testify against Joe, right. as does James Gerritsen. Like, because like they're even interviewing Garrettson getting into a van or like a, a whatever, and he's and they're like, so what's uh, what do you think's gonna happen? And he's like, uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm just planning on, you know, getting the truth out or something. Like he seems right. all fucking nervous as shit because he he his entire life seems to be illegal business too. Right, right. But um, he just seems to be the least, uh, the the slightly the least narcissistic out of all of them. Yeah. He's just kind of trying to get by and whatever, doing all this kind of shady stuff. But there's that weird cut that's a meme going around where. For no reason at all, he's on this jet ski yeah. with sunglasses on. It's um, so like when that twelve hundred dollars yeah. uh, from the government yeah. hits. Because <laughs> yeah, I the, almost posted that as the thing today. The stimulus too. package, yeah. Um, but yeah, all of his uh, yeah they, they all they all testify against Joe, and uh, and then yeah like I mean actually because of this conversation I'm like yeah I kind of see why I, I actually I really see why they did that because he really yeah. just used them and spit them out but right uh, but it's sad because that guy Coey who's like this he looks like a fucking uh, thrashed you know lifelong surfer dude or whatever mm-hmm. that's just like kind of uh, you know well, he looks like yeah he was from like the '80s hair metal scene and kind of exactly never woke just up burnt out yeah uh, he's super torn about doing it but he's like. But at the end, he's like, I mean, but yeah, I don't want to fucking go to jail for Joe, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the last time you see him, he it cuts to him flipping burgers in a restaurant when he's hearing about the um, the uh, verdict of the case. Right. And then there's another scene where it seems to be right after the testimony, and they're in a hotel room, like, you know, Eric, you know, good, the yeah. documentarian. He's still, and there's fucking booze bottles everywhere, and he's wasted and, like, almost crying. Yeah. And uh, just all fucked up about what he did, I guess, you know. But um, Reiki seemed to get away the best out of all of them. And Saf, I guess. Although Saf, all of her interviews. junkyard or something. Well, all of her interviews seemed to still be in the park or it was a junkyard, I guess. Yeah, I think she wasn't in the park anymore, so. Um, But, but yeah, so Reiki, we also forgot to say, like, he tells the story of losing his legs, which have nothing to do with the park. And uh, he basically, like, had some accident. And then he was doing physical therapy, but there was no muscle or tendons left, so he was walking on bones. Like, his right. heels like were he just... Like, he could walk, but it yeah. didn't move, so then it just ate away at his feet. <sighs> and then he just told him, cut away my my legs my under knee. the knee so at least I can bend, you know, the prosthetics and stuff. Because yeah. that is the best way to lose your leg, is if it's only from the shin down, because then your knee's still there, and then it's just right. really just your foot, you know, whatever the right, foot right, right. gears and, and shit And he's obviously work. still able to race, so I don't know yeah. if he's using hand pedals, but some of right. those things, it looks like he's using foot pedals, like in that It showed Hummer. close-ups of using the foot I'm pedals. I'm like, I think that's illegal. Like, I think I you're know. supposed to have hand pedal stuff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, uh, there's another person we work with who has a, a foot thing, and he definitely uses The hand. IT guy? I was trying to keep it big. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's really uh, a lot but of information. But he... Uh, <laughs> He, yeah, I think he, I'm pretty confident I've talked to him and he uses uh, a foot, not foot, sorry, uses hand uh-huh. uh, pedals in his vehicle. Interesting. So, um, but yeah, he ends up in the racing world, <laughs> racing lots of weird cars. Yeah. And I don't think he's making money. I feel like he's, he's got to be making money doing something else. Cause well, that, it was those... all, it was, he also was like, you know, uh, I realized throughout all this that uh, how much it took a toll on my marriage. We've been married yeah. since like high school and I left my wife and, 
now I'm doing this, and yeah. he's like in a shitty apartment, <laughs> whatever. Right, right, I'm like, right, right. Ugh. So it's it's just this like it's again very trailer park boys esque where it's there's nothing happy about this whole right. thing, but it's also it's 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 sad, but it's also so humorous throughout, right? Because it's just so shocking and crazy and whatever you know. But um, they then have some like uh, uh, you know text on screen little things that stingers at the end where it's like. Doc Antle's uh, compound was raided in December 2019 on charges of euthanizing cubs or whatever. And so, um, anyway, oh, and the last thing, too, uh, because one of those text things is like, to this date, the um, the bill that Carol, Carol Bashkin was trying to get passed through right. the state the big legislature protection, was yeah. trying to be, it, it was the Big Cat Protection Act, which was going to make all private ownership of big cats and exotic animals illegal. Right. So it would completely ruin these guys' businesses for yeah. profit. So, because um, she's qualified as a rescue, that nobody touches the cats, yeah. like all that stuff. And again, it's like, I think her heart in, is in a good place for this, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, if they all get fucked, now she's the only one exactly. that has. She's making a, a monopoly place. for herself. Exactly. But all and and also Which why that's a whole nother documentary we right <laughs> why she's kind of crooked too is that why does it take so long for her volunteers to get trained up to these certain levels when nobody is touching the cats right nobody's interacting with the cats except putting food in things or whatever it's all just about how they're being the park employees and, and doing the tours and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and maybe so, it is some sort of interaction with handling but again these aren't like zoologists or uh you know biologists exactly or any kind of ologists <laughs> right it was volunteer it was 99 percent middle-aged like like either very young or very middle-aged like very middle-aged women who are just deep in that middle-aged life and uh just seem like their only thing is this fucking cat rescue that they're obsessed right, right. with you know so um it's you know again it's not a bad thing like at the the if the worst part about it is that she's slightly exploiting the volunteers who are choosing to be there, right? Fine. At least she has all these cats that, because um, I think that, she, oh, she was even saying that when her husband was getting big into the breeding, whenever he would go down to to fuck his girlfriend in Costa Rica, yeah, she would spay and neuter as many of the cats as right, possible. When he was gone. She's so like, at least like early on, them. she was like, "We shouldn't be breeding these fucking." Yeah, animals, yeah. yeah. You know, and again, so. I think her intentions are good right and that she really didn't want to be in that right. zone of too much shit but I, th- I think ultimately that this documentary is showing in a very hyperbolized enhanced extreme way that humans are messy <laughs> right 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 <laughs> most of uh, i mean most of us that have kind of have our kind of have our shit together kind of uh yeah. you know that we're not quite as messy there's some subtle messiness Messes, here and there yeah. but like oh, i make a mess <laughs> but there but this is just like Every single one of these people in here, in this entire industry, by nature, is everything has to be extremely messy. Nothing right, is clean. Right, right. Nothing is cut and dry. Nothing's black and white. And it makes it a, an extremely interesting time that nobody, because you don't even have to be into animals or big cats or whatever, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a whole other side of Joe's fucking zoo where it's like we have a whole wolf enclosure and we have well, a yeah, whole monkey thing and birds, birds and of prey and bears yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like this thing is massive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's what she said. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, I think uh, you should watch Tiger King if you haven't. Then you got the whole thing spoiled for you. But um, but let us know. Uh, uh, I'm hoping everyone in the Twitch chat has seen this already, or maybe it might now be. 
encouraged to see it because we've done a, like a three-hour podcast. Yeah. Two hours of which I guess was Tiger King, yeah, but uh, yeah. we've done about a, <laughs> a third of the time Tiger King's on the air, right, so right. you're getting about <laughs> four hours of uh, content you haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, You'll be able to piece it all together. But if yeah, if anyone's watching this after listening to this, let us know how you liked it or whatever, because I I think it would it's such a weird topsy turvy roller coaster labyrinthian ride that no amount of anyone explaining it to you even on this right. podcast is going to help it make sense yeah, like seeing exactly. it. Exactly. So. And this is one where it's like the hype is real. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I don't think anyone can go into this and yeah. say like I'm not mad about oh, it. Oh, that movie wasn't that good. Eh, yeah. It kind of sucked. It's like right. no, this is literally yeah. fucking crazy. Cuz that's cuz that's how I went into it because yeah. most of these Netflix documentaries where it's like this is so cr- amazing. It's all the fucking the you know, the Twitter verse of hyperbole and I'm like yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is just another fucking true crime drama that's, yeah. it's fine. It's not that interesting. There's nothing, you know. And so, but no, this is something truly unique. Exactly. It's never been, not that it's never been talked about, but it's just like, it, it's a documentary where the subject got away from the documentarian multiple times, and yet he's such a good documentarian. Yeah. That he followed it and made something yeah, crafted magnificent, yeah. magnificent, <laughs> magnificently coherent while the entire thing is messy right yeah, yeah. so um very much worth the watch but uh other than that uh i don't know it's friday that's really nice it's running <laughs> it's glad. running late if anyone's yeah. still listening to this podcast we still got some people on the yep. twitch but i mean if anyone's listening to this uh yep. continue to listen to beer there we're not dead we yeah. are not dead <laughs> uh, uh yeah beer there drunk that posts uh every week quarterly. to five months yeah <laughs> Uh, depending on the on the season, and uh, uh, <laughs> did you have a, a fermented fave this episode <laughs> of the two beers that we drank? Um, uh, yes, I did. It was probably the, I, I like this one, but the head witch I think is a little little better for me. Personally. I think so too. Um, and then uh, Gateway Glug. I don't know this one, <laughs> the Galactic Milk because uh, sure, it's slightly yeah. less alcohol. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, uh, galactic milk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, make sure and purchase our uh, gal- gallons of galactic milk. We'll be yes. putting them up on Patreon first. Right. Um, but no. But uh, there's no grocery grabs. There's no anything else here. Um, but yeah, make well, sure and go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, make sure and listen to Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Twitch.tv/probingancientaliens. Subscribe to our podcast, Probing Ancient Aliens, on your podcast service of choice. And beer there, drunk that, where you have about forty episodes of back episodes to catch up on during this crisis where everyone's just sitting at home jerking off listening to podcasts but um i would say support your local brewery and yes, watering hole during exactly. these times yeah. however they're getting you your cocktails or your beer mm-hmm. uh obviously we talked about a lot of local spots and yeah. i follow who farted who's in ohio and they yeah. started doing the delivery not oh, delivery nice. but at least the pick to up. go yeah uh so get out there support Whatever you can. Yeah. I, I feel weird because I'm like, I already support them. Yeah. But I know they need extra support, but yeah, like, yeah. I can only spend so much. Well, so if, you're, if your you local brewery isn't doing this too, yeah. go suggest it to them too. Like, hey, look at all these other, these bigger breweries. They're all doing this to-go stuff, yeah. you know. I will buy it if you do it. Right. Because, so. you know, buying a crowler machine 
for a couple grand is going to pay for itself in a few weeks if they if don't you're selling have it. right yeah. exactly so anyway um but uh yeah support uh support mcdonald's support wendy's yeah. support taco bell they really need it right now yeah uh, food wars are real. You know, the, it's it's going to be a dollar vote on who wins the franchise wars. So, yeah. Um, FranchiseWars.com. Demolition Man didn't have it quite right. They were a few years ahead of it, but uh, it's going to happen. It's happening right now. So It's real. Um, yeah, but uh, other than that, well, support us on Patreon.com slash ProbingHNLens if you want to have uh, at least two exclusive episodes every month. We also threw up the uh, Estes Method audio version. Uh, you can still see it on Twitch here, but at least the MP3 you can download it on yeah. Patreon first. Right, right. Put it on the free feeds today. But uh, same thing's going to go here. I'll put this up for a few days exclusive to yeah. Patreon patrons. But, uh, yeah, you get two exclusive podcasts every month, uh, Adventurous Ghosts or Ghost Adventures podcast, and yes. Probing Deeper, where you probe deeper into the world of conspiracies, aliens, paranormal, and ancient astronaut theorists in general. So, yes. other than that, uh, whatever. Thanks for guzzling down with us here on Drive There. <laughs> hmm, oh, whatever banter. Yeah. <laughs>